right, Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Ben's Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sippy, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long truths. You might learn something, you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. See, I heard it all before. Cause your spice ain't working out Look who's hurting now Cause I had to Something, something <laughs> Had to something, something Ooh. Yeah, your spice ain't working out Never, Blue Control I need her back in my life Who? Blue Control, you know when she was doing that airbrushed Kind of um <laughs> <laughs> Blue Control, no? Nope I got to breathe. So yeah, that's that. Breathe. So, but that was that was a single that we knew her by. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so that's that's definitely a Blue Control song that you're singing. Yeah, but that's not what did. I. But that's the no, thing. Don't, what, what, let every, I'm gonna let everyone know she's looking at the phone to, no, to remind gonna, herself. No, I was what were you? I was literally gonna bring you up my playlist. Okay, I played I a 90s, I've got a 90s R and B playlist on Spotify in case you all want to know that I actually put all of these clues. If you actually wanted to know what I'd be likely singing, I've loaded it all onto a playlist <laughs> for you. And so I wanted you to see here and now who is that that was singing it heard it all before um i can't read it <laughs> maybe maybe that was the writer but the way you, you no did... no this is the singer sunshine anderson okay but this is the thing yeah firstly sunshine anderson that was probably the only hit that she had secondly you did sing it in the wow. style of blue control i didn't i literally no i did not i sang gonna... it in the style of um, sunshine anderson for, the, for, the, for for people who know music the way like i know music if you're listening <laughs> there are very limited people that know music that's the way fine. that you know music that's your opinion but if you're <laughs> if you're listening you can agree with me when i say she sung it like blue control blue control also had a love um, hit him up style you sung it in like a that kind of way like say um, you love me say no 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 that's me, that's still breathe i know yeah but, but i'm, I'm trying about... to get because hit him up style i don't think hey ladies when if you really want to get, get back wild, wild. yeah you sang so it like go that back and hit him up style Put no a, yeah the, you sang it like that so that's a that gave me a blue control vibes and you know I'm sure if we did some deeper research, we'd probably find out that, you know, Blue Cantrell wrote the song. No, because, no, because you keep doing that and you're acting like Blue Cantrell. Let's no, just, I want to see. Let's get into the tarot. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the tarot because I don't want you to try and embarrass me like you've done before. I've come back after my... I haven't even been feeling well over the last No, you weeks, can't try and use that. No, I am. I am. I am going to pull that card. You know, I wasn't feeling well. For those who don't know, I think I, was, I may have had COVID. Right. But, Hopefully not. You know, like, the coughs were so bad. But why didn't you want to just get a test and no? No, I just didn't want to get... Because my whole thing is that, look, even whether or not I get a test, I'm still going to self-isolate. You know me, I'm antisocial as ever. Yeah. I've been self-isolating before coronavirus. Do, do you, so, know, you know what I was thinking about? Mm. Remember when we had my wedding? Yeah. And there was six people. I thought it was less than that, but yeah. It was probably less than <laughs> yeah. that. I think it was even, what, four, four people? Four, four of four us, people. yeah. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Didn't even invite, invite my best mate. Who? Oh, yeah. Lammy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um... <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> no! <laughs> Why would you say that? No, that I said like... it. No, I said it. The reason I said it is because that goes to show that I just wanted to just get it 
done. done. And the thing is, then, even though this person is my best friend in the absolute world, I know that by the moment I'm like, okay, can you come? Then I've got to think about, whoa, you've got to now ask, ask this them. person. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you've got to ask this person. You've got to put this um, to this person. I mean, I did let them know, but I just didn't you know, make a big no, think, deal of it. I think it everyone because... respected it. It was, you, it was only one household, pretty much. It was exactly. Just and like... when was that? That was November 2019. So that was November 2019. So I was already on this self Even before Wuhan called me, I was already doing <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> even before Wuhan said, woohoo, I was already... <laughs> I was already anti-social as fuck yes and do you know what's so funny actually is that even within the pandemic you would have been able to invite more people to your wedding as <laughs> <laughs> so they say an excuse as well as up, they say it's up to 30 people 15 now oh gosh so you are hella anti-social wow we were just there that day but i had the best day like i did because you know and i talked about it on the podcast before but the whole reason i did that was because i literally just wanted people who knew me from when i was like still wet in the bed yes you know like i literally just wanted because friends and people come and go and i literally just wanted it to be those who have known me from day dot and that is it yeah and so it wasn't any harsh you know i lit i had just had to boil it down and i don't know i kept having this call to just go inwards to go inwards to go inwards and then literally we hit 2020 and it's like boom it's a panoramic and so I guess I was just ahead of the curve. Like I'm always telling the girls, you know, every time I pulled cards for myself, it was like hermit, 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 like go away, go within, get yourself away. And so that's why I did that. Um, no, I, I, I feel that. And it was beautiful. And you had the, um, when I first saw you, hey. I already knew. You better sing it. Hey. Don't know the lyrics, what? but I know this is true. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I love that song, Angel of Mine. That was a, that was really beautiful, and I I thought, hold on, did she choose this song or did they randomly choose a song? No, imagine because I, I thought if they randomly chose a song, that's racist. Because <laughs> like, why would you choose? Let's, let's give her a black, black song. But no, um, I'm glad you chose that song. I mean, now I think about it, I chose Monica's version, but I could have um, chosen Eternals as well. Eternals version. Oh, they they must have done it before her. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. I don't think I've actually. I think I think they did. But Monica's version is the version for me. Sorry. Yeah, no, I should have like big, bigged up the Black British girls um, and used their version. But oh I, yeah, actually no, yeah, Eternal, they were the from the UK. Yeah, but it was weird. They were marketed to kind of look like American women, don't you? Think? Yeah, don't you remember yeah. Back but then? that was the only way a lot of people could sell by yeah, true, being marketed true, true, in that true, way. True, true. All true. of the British artists were um, five. All of them. And even, um, what's this one? Liberty X. Yeah. Work it a little bit hot. Just a little. Oh, that was my jam. One of them wearing their leather. Oh, that was their latex. Oh, yes. That was, that was a, that was a banger. That was a banger. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed that. Anyway, probably should introduce the podcast. Welcome, welcome to another week of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your Mum. It is me, Kalechi, in the rascal place to be. And me, Sadiq, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Um, did you see the conspiracy theory about why you were away? Oh, gosh, no. What was it? Um, um, I think it was Louis. Uh, um, I think it was... <laughs> who. Um, somebody said, yeah... They said, um, they're saying that Sadiq is ill, but I think that he's broken into the pure gym in, um, <laughs> I think it was Stockwell or something, and he's refusing to leave. <laughs> <laughs> 
Boy, that could have been the case. That really could have been the case. But no, that wasn't the case, unfortunately. I was ill, ill. Like, like I was saying, that cuff was bad. I was saying yeah. it to you. Like, usually, like, I get a cuff every now and then. But the way that I was coughing, it was like, it was uncontrollable. And mm. I was waking up to cough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was like, no, 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 no. That was definitely a time. But I don't know. Give it, give me till about the end of this month and I'll be breaking into gyms. <laughs> <laughs> I will be breaking into gyms. Because I gave them time. I gave them time I to did. sort this shit and things need to change. But it's scary though, just really quickly. It really is scary to see like, you know, how this thing is just increasing and just getting worse. Like, COVID went super saiyan on us. <laughs> yeah. Like, it literally went super saiyan It said I gave you, I gave you chances, but you man didn't want to deal with it. So no. now I'm giving you strains. I'm giving you looks. I'm giving you zhuzh, you know? <laughs> and, and that is it's it. Giving. <laughs> it's giving. It's giving. Oh, it's serving. God. So, boy. Because people don't want to hear a word. It's scary. I know it's true. People don't want to hear a word. You guys are... I feel like it's weird that we're in the pandemic and, and we're still trying to find... Um, ways to live our lives like the way we were living before. Fam, why is everyone going to Dubai? <laughs> Leave you the Dubai lot alone. No, we were talking about it before. You, you're, you're signing the Dubai lot. I'm just like, you guys need to understand that COVID is in Dubai. Like, even when they're doing these tests, like, oh, okay, do a test 72 hours before you fly. Fam, you can contract COVID within, after those 72, uh, no, sorry. Like, literally 10 seconds. 10 seconds you, before, you, sorry, after you, after you take the test. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? So, Yeah. And, and then you go to the airport. So you've taken the test. You go to the airport. Maybe somebody who doesn't even know that they have it is dropping off somebody who also did a test but now has it and doesn't realise that they have it. And everyone's just at the airport together. Then all of you get on the plane go and the it's bus. a madness. It's, you know, but I, you know, I, I understand that some people just need time away. They just needed a break from all of this fuck shit. And I guess some people just thought, I don't give a eck, you know. Fair enough. Fair you know, enough. I'm you here for to... a, I'm here for a good time, not, not a long, long time. time. But I, me, I'm I here for that. both. Or I claim it over my life. Amen. I claim Amen. it. I want to be here for the longest time, and I want to enjoy. <laughs> I want to enjoy that time. <laughs> that time, please. Boy, no. So it's a wild one. But anyway, like you said, let's get into the tarot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I said that early on. I did say that early on. Now it's now you only want to get into the tarot <laughs> after the embarrassment. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so the tarot this week, the intention that I kind of just set with spirit is that what is the message that, um, that will see us all through that will get us through that portal, um, of, uh, maturity, spiritual maturity that a lot of us are seeking you. I guess you listen to this podcast cause you're seeking emotional maturity. If you're listening to this particular episode, you're probably seeking tea from the recent events. Either way, you're going to get some gems while you're here for the trash. Um, so I said, you know, what is it? What is that thing that will get us through? And the first cu- uh, card that comes out is the page of cups. It comes out upright. And I feel like that energy, especially with the page of cups, I'm using the Lisa Stone Modern Witch Tarot deck. We see the water behind the figure and they're just standing there looking shy, holding this one cup out and it's got a little fish in it. So some people, it might be you're probably pregnant now all that time that you've been spending in the, in the isolation. Um, but yeah, for others, it's more of a um, thing of understanding that there is a new you wanting to be born. There is a new you wanting to be reborn within you. And it's about not fighting it. It's about opening, like, because the next card is five of swords in reverse, not fighting it, letting the new you come forward. Like growth isn't 
um, fun. You know, people don't like to to address that enough. When people talk about healing and especially all of this whitewashed uh, wellness um, and spirituality bullshit that people like to do, um, they like to talk about healing and they don't want to talk about the messy work of healing. They don't want to talk about the soul harrowing work of healing where you have to look at yourself and be and and let your ego crumble like you really have to let it happen a new you is wanting to emerge because the the old you will not survive in the world that we're going to because the next card is what the world in reverse the new you is the only thing that can get you through that portal to the new world that we are all um at the brink of where we're literally on the edge we're at the precipice of a new um day and it's like Sadiq was saying about people are still trying to live their life the way that they were living their life before, even though everything around you is telling you, baby, things have changed. But you are scared to accept that things have changed because you're just like, well, who am I then? If everything changes, then who the fuck am I? You're always you. You're always the spirit being having this human experience. You are always you. The essence of you is not how many Balenciagas you have. It's not how many like um, followers or whatever you have um, or how many um, masters and PhDs that you think that you have. So you can go and talk shit about people in clubhouse rooms. Oh gosh, star, sorry, spirit, I'll stay, stay on track. Um, <laughs> but it's none of that. The you that matters is so quiet is so quiet within you like it's so like you could miss the direction that you're being given you could miss the essence of your own true voice because it's not going to shout over your ego because true confidence true power doesn't need to shout so you're the the true essence of you is waiting for you to be quiet enough so you can meet and then you can go through that portal together but if you're still trying to hobble through into that new world with all this fuck shit, all of us, all this fuck shit, you cannot, you will not, you shall not pass. You you won't, you won't get through. So you have to recalibrate what you understand as justice, Libra card, because we've got the justice card in reverse, because the way that we've been living our life has not been fair, has not been equitable for so many other people within our society that we don't hear um, about and we don't hear from because maybe they don't have social media. They don't do this. They don't do that, you know, or, you know, the global West is, is, is presenting their countries in very, very mad ways and taking all of their resources, but not paying them fairly for it. So they can't even have a robust economy so they can speak up and stand up for themselves. So the reason that you need to surrender to the new you that wants to emerge is because it's only that you that's going to give you a space within the new um, setup of things basically because this new you wants you to understand that you're going to have to give up some things in order for things to be fair for other people justice in reverse that's what that is and when you do that we get the ace of pentacles when you do that, we get the Ace of Pentacles. We see that it's the, literally, when you look at the Ace of Pentacles card, you see a hand coming out of a cloud and it's holding a massive coin that looks like the sun. And then you've got like some, like a garden underneath. So it's showing that that is when we'll see like the dawn of a new day. Like that is when we will see, you know, something fresh. So for those of you who are thinking like, when is this panoramic going to get off my neck? You're looking at around summer, really, but you're going to start seeing things change maybe around spring. But this is looking very summery to me because everything's in full bloom. So around summer, you, you'll see that things, something's going to happen between now and summer that's going to make such a seismic shift 
that nobody can ignore it and you want to be on the proper side, on the true side, on the blessed side when that shift happens. Because then once that happens, when you know better, you've got to rascal up, do better. Because then you've got the Ace of Wands. So we've got the Ace of Pentacles, then we've got the Ace of Wands. Everything speaking to a new beginning, a fresh start. And the Ace of Wands is saying that now when you know better and you've seen that it's a new day, it's a new way of doing things, you are now being called to action to move different. Some of you might actually end up giving birth around that time. But um, you're being asked to then just move different. This is your time to show up in the world as the fiery um, person with the right moral compass to make the right decisions. Like this is what you're being called to do. Um, from the um, Say Your Mind affirmation card deck, the very first ever card uh, deck, uh, affirmation card deck that I released, we've got the I am manifesting my baby world and we've got I am doing bits and I'm doing bobs. I am proud of me. So in the I'm um, on the I am manifesting my baby world, it says every decision you make brings you closer to the life that you desire. Ensure that the actions reflect the intentions then the next card is I am doing bits and I'm doing bobs. I'm proud of me. It says whether it's figuring out how to travel faster than the speed of light or simply getting out of bed in the morning, all of your accomplishments matter. Be proud of each thing and celebrate yourself always. And that is important. I think that, th that people think that they have to be so hypercritical of themselves while they're doing this growth thing. Oh, I found another thing that I need to work on. I found another thing about myself that I need to work on. Sometimes rest, sometimes celebrate how far you've come. Because if you don't celebrate it, I promise you, it's, it's unlikely that other people will celebrate it for you because they're going to want to remind you of who you once were so you have to be ready and willing to celebrate you in the midst of all of that because that's what's going to give you the motivation to continue that's what's going to give you the motivation to carry on now from the newest card um, deck that I released the spiritual seasoning for the soul oracle deck we have you have overcome so much to be here don't give up don't give up hey because it's just a step from heaven, num, 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 num. you know, you get it. It says here, you are right. This life is tough. Yet here you are thriving. Always remember that you are made of God stuff, which means that you cannot be broken. Take each moment as it comes and find peace in each one. This is how you keep going. Look at that. And you lot know, like these cards just come out as they will. And I channel the messages as it comes to me. What you're being told there is very, very simple. Before you keep thinking about how much further you've got to go, think of how far you fucking come. Like you've, you've, you've come, you've traveled so far to be here where you are right now. Upon all the things that you might still think that you need to work on, you've done so fucking well to be here. And I know that because you're listening to this episode. I'm talking to my regular listeners. I'm not talking to you nosy lot. Um, but even a nosy lot, I'm sure that there's a message for you, for you there somewhere as well. And then from the Wisdom of the Oracle um, card deck, we've got number 14 and number 30, number three zero. So number 14, it says here... Um, truth be told, it says, um, the Oracle's message is there is the, the truth, which is the essence of a thing. And there is a truth subjective according to the philosophy of the, um, of the adherent or the believer. This is not a time for debate about which truth is truer. This is a time when you are called to proclaim your truth out loud and be willing to be trans. Oh, drag me Lord. 
<sighs> Let me start that again. Wheel it up, selector. Divine selector, wheel it up. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a time for debate about which truth is truer. This is a time when you are called to proclaim your truth out loud and be willing to be transparent, honest and open in your communication with others and with yourself. Nothing less than surrender. Whew! I told you about surrender earlier. Nothing less than surrender to what is. Peeling off the layers of denial that kept you in uh, tied to an illusion will set you free. Be authentic and gloriously flawed and spirit will answer with miracles. Oh my God. Thank you, spirit. Thank you. And then we have number 30 and um, number 30 says, um, TikTok, when humans created time, everything changed and contracted. People have come to look at life in a linear way, imagining that the best is behind them, uh, the, sorry, the past is behind them and the future ahead of them. But what if that isn't true at all? What if everything, creativity, beauty, chaos and order were happening now in a glorious timelessness? You have all the time in the world to co-create the life you desire. So release your agenda, let go of your need to shape each moment to your expectations, knowing that what is yours will never be withheld from you. Listen to that again. Let go of your needs to shape each moment to your expectations, knowing that what is yours will never be withheld from you. Miracles are here right now and always show up when you need them right on time. I'm not always there when you call, but I'm always on time and I shave my sideburns. <laughs> so, sorry, I'm, that was so unnecessary. Collection. Collection. And then for the final card from the Okana deck by um, Akamara Tarot, it said uh, says here, um, Nurture. This card keeps coming up for me. So I feel like this is a drag that I just keep getting dragged in front of everybody. But it says here, um, the shadow element of this card is pouring too much into the cup slash needs of others without have and um, without having your cup replenished in return. It says here, many people believe being there for others, even when those very same people aren't there for them, Woo! is a positive character trait to show how loyal you are. It's not. It's a flaw. There is no nobility in neglecting your own emotional needs for the sake of those around you just to see, just to be seen as selflessly ride or die. In fact, it really only makes the problem worse. Interpersonal relationships only operate on the parameters of how you and the other party want to operate. If you have boundaries, one of three things may happen. One, some may leave, let them. Anyone who has issues with you maintaining self-preservation is telling on themselves for more reasons than one. Two, some will stick around and complain. This may be illustrated by challenging your loyalty um, to that party. Three, some will adjust and respect you for it and act accordingly. With this card, your, your guides are suggesting you're letting your need fall by the wayside, giving so much of yourself to others to be seen as a good friend, good partner or good family member and are feeling like an afterthought or alternatively, like no thought at all in return. This could be because you're either avoiding your own problems because helping others gives you a sense of purpose and makes you feel as though on the periphery, yours aren't as pressing or dire or your long-term neglect of yourself has convinced you that your needs are inconsequential or flat out unimportant. Drag me Lord. Whew. That is that. Those are the messages. The spirits were really working through you. <laughs> they could have helped you out with the lyrics. <laughs> but they were really Don't slight them you. like that. You know? <laughs> Never. It's true. Because it's true. Like... Before they let the coronavirus go for an extra year. I'm sorry, spirit. 
these. And even when you were like, oh, how like you expect things to change by spring, um, but you know, nothing's actually really gonna, you know, change, change until summer. In my head, I was like, oh, fuck. Because you know how you were like, was it back in November and you were like, actually, we're going to be locked down again until March? Yeah. And I was saying, no, 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 no. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, yeah, yeah, you this, you, you, you fucked it. <laughs> you fucked <laughs> you it. You fucked it. We are, we are in this. So we'll, might as well just wait it out to the spring, to the end of spring. Yeah. But, but I think that that's cool because I think that have people changed? Not really. Mm. Not not on the grand scale like we would expect. Like things are changing within people slowly, slowly. But if you let people out too early, that shift that needs to take place won't fully land. Yeah. And so for all of our safety, not just the physical safety, but spiritual safety, emotional, mental, we have to just hold on that little bit extra. And what we're being taught is how we can work as a community, as a collective to um, to better serve each other. When you were being told to have free broadband, you said, we don't need free free broadband. It was the head of education that was even saying that, like a little prick, that we don't need free broad- broadband. We don't need all of these things. But this pandemic has now shown you that, in fact, you do. Yep. To make education equitable, you, in fact, do need these things. And why don't we provide laptops? What are we losing by doing all of these things? Instead of every day wanting to go and put money into war, you can literally put money into benefiting the citizens of your society. And so they have more they learn more and they're more youthful if the, what you're concerned about is youth youthfulness they're more useful to you if you just provide them the tools period so that shift needs to happen properly um and i think that that's we'll see it by by summer especially in the uk because i think right now people are so concerned with what's happening in america and everyone can kiki and haha with what's happening in america but where are you like where are you over here using volume and getting things done right you know and i know so i know that things are changing and people are speaking out and whatever else but we literally need more energy and and Britain will also see the same thing that we, and we're going to talk about um, about it shortly, but the same thing that we saw happen at the Capitol building, Britain is going to also have to come face to face with the people that they have radicalised in this country. And it's not the people that you lot keep calling terrorists, the people that look like you, you're going to have to come face to face with your own white supremacist leanings. That is what you're going to have to do. Yes. So we'll see that play out. But anyway, before we go any further, let's just big up this week's um, show sponsor. Before we go to Share Your Magnificence, let's big up this week's show sponsor who um, are BetterHelp. Be right back. Big up BetterHelp. That's Better H-E-L-P for sponsoring this week's episode. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from, I don't know, achieving your goals? Well, I know that for me, it's white supremacy. And so I talk about that in my therapy sessions. Um, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not It's not self-help. It is professional counselling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account at literally any time and send a message to your counsellor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, everyone looking up in your face like traditional therapy. 
BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counsellors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counselling and financial aid is actually also available. Uh, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials um, that are posted daily. You can, you, there's there's absolutely loads there. And I know that I've used BetterHelp as well. I've used their app and the counsellor that I was matched with, she was absolutely brilliant. Really, really enjoyed um, chatting with her. Um, now I've gone back to like my usual um, in real life therapist, Emma, big up yourself, book, book. Um, I've gone back to Emma, but, um, yeah, you know, you get wonderful, wonderful therapists, um, on there and it's just, it's what, it's really, really good. So, um, they actually, uh, um, I think also recruiting even more counselors now across um, America, because yeah, you're likely to get an American counselor, but they're recruiting more counselors now across the 50 states. So if you're listening to this, one, um, some of my American friends and you're qualified, you need to get on there and get yourself a job. Um, so yeah, um, as your special offer for Say Your Mind listeners, you can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com forward slash your mind. That's betterhelp.com forward slash your mind. Go and, you know, sign up and just work through those things. Work through the things that makes you want to do wild things online or not. Just go and work it out. That's all we're asking. All right, cool. Anyway, let's get to Share Your Magnificence. So my first Share Your Magnificence this week goes out to John Amanam, who is a Nigerian based in Uyo, uh, Nigeria, making, he makes realistic prosthetics for black people. So, you know, amputees and things like that, um, when they're based in Nigeria, they usually have to use like white um, um, limbs and prosthetics and things like that. So it... um so obviously it just doesn't look great and it doesn't you know boost people's confidence so it's either they use these white prosthetics or they use wood and so because of his background in special effects he i think it was around 2017 that he started working on you know um teaching himself without any formal training started working um creating these prosthetics ears hands, things like that, and make like painting them in such realistic ways that people have something that's more akin to their skin tone. It's how we felt about freaking plasters. For so long, people just thought plasters were the colour that plasters were, not realising that plasters were meant to actually match up to more so white people's skin tone. Yep. And so then now they're seeing brown plasters and they're like, oh, this is diversity gone mad. <laughs> so we should just be walking around with a fucking stupid plaster on ourselves that doesn't look like our skin color. I can't believe people were walking around with a white prosthetic hand. Right, but that's all they could have. That's all they could get. Um, So his brand is called Immortal Cosmetics Art. That's at Immortal Cosmetics Art. I think it's um that's the handle for both Twitter and Instagram. So just show John some love for, for looking at something and looking at people, thinking about people that um are experiencing life differently to himself and thinking like, how can I help? And this is the way that he's helping. And I think that it's wonderful. Uh, so that's my um, Share Your Magnificence. Big up John, big up John. Yes. And so then the next Share Your Magnificence, use the first letter. Mm, let's start with this one. 
Dear Kelechi, thank you for taking time out to make such a magnificent podcast. I am one of many listeners who binge listened during the mess that was 2020. And thanks to you, not only did structure return to my days in lockdown, but my attention to the good that does take place in the world, despite all the regular straw-worthy foolishness. Thank you for also reinforcing um, one of my... Um, of um, Thank you also for the reinforcing of my own sense of purpose following your tarot readings. I have two share your magnificences today. The first SYM is for my friend Stephanie Cohen, part of the Halo Collective, who are responsible for developing the Halo Code for schools and employers. It's abysmal that as a black woman, I have been made to feel like the hair that naturally grows out of the follicles on my scalp is not enough slash too much at any given time to the extent that it can be questioned or penalised by other people. Just knowing that a set of guidelines exists which are designed to help reduce the ignorant views associated with hair textures, hairstyles, etc. makes me excited to keep up with its progress. The second Share Your Magnificence goes out to my fellow medical students, Anne Oshodi, Tito um, Olanio and Phoebe Kotler um, for their lecture on racial inequalities in healthcare. I'm really proud of our Afro-Caribbean medical society that went from a WhatsApp group chat founded only a couple of years ago and designed to support one another with our very racist experiences during our clinical placements at a time when pastoral support was a slap in the face with regard to conversations surrounding racism to where it is now. Members acting within the medical school to um, not only continue to provide a safe space for black medical students of which there have been always been very few particularly up north but also to raise awareness of disparities that do not just exist due to the worn out excuse that it's differences in socioeconomic status thank you for taking the time to read this have a lovely rest of your week yeah. two slaps on your chest for you not creating that whatsapp group and for what it's grown to now where you're giving lectures on racial inequality and just letting people know that they need to change their mindset um and how and their practices when they're working with um you know non-white people i really love that for us all so my next letter here we go is from mindy it says hi kalechi wishing you many blessings upon you on this cold ass second day of lockdown 424 <laughs> you is may reckon is that is that inside job 44. Just like the tears and everything oh, all oh, together. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Sorry, got you. <laughs> um, you may recognize me best as the wildling that put together a fantasy government on Twitter and put you up top. Sorry for my madness. I'm seriously working on my manifesting game though. Soon, soon come. I thought I'd message you to let you know about a community initiative I started to get laptops and devices from big tech to families and people that are in digital poverty. Loads of people are talking about it now as tier five has closed schools and they are right um, to because the situation is dire. There are 4 million children in poverty in the UK, 87% of which are black and minority ethnic. Um... UK government said that they will provide laptops to disadvantaged school children as defined by the amount of children living on free school meals. Firstly, that's only 1.4 million out of the 4 million children in po uh, poverty. Secondly, in reality, only 100,000 laptops were provided in 2020 and a similar, similar amount is promised in 2021. This is another way COVID-19 is disproportionately affecting the black and minority ethnic community. Um, and another way that um, BAME issues are being sidelined. I'm 
um, I'm trying to get as many um, as much visibility to the cause as possible in hope that people tap up their companies and ask them what they are doing with their unused devices. There's literally thousands of laptops sat in IT support cupboards. We just need people to be brave and take five minutes to email their boss, IT support or Sally in HR to tell them, donate your damn machines. More info can be found here. And that's um, communitylaptops.co.uk forward slash um, twitter.com laptops so yeah you could just go to communitylaptops.co.uk and get more information on this if you have a song for big tech a uh, big tech laptop donations or treacherous governments there's four million children in poverty they sent 100,000 laptops out in 2020 um we are a community interest company, so 100% of all donated items are legally required to go to the community in case anyone, white people, was feeling suspicious. Love and blessings always, Mindy. Aww. Big up yourself, Mindy. That is wonderful that you're doing that. And I hope that people go and support communitylaptops.co.uk and, um, you know, get your companies that um, have co computers sitting around. Because to be, let's be honest, a lot of you aren't going back to office buildings after this. Right. I, I promise you, you're not. So that means that there is a lot of fucking laptops and things sitting around that, you know, might as well go to children that need it so they can get on with their work because everyone's talking about, oh, A-levels, GCSEs, they won't be able to sit them, they won't be able to do this because we never fucking needed them in the first place. It was a very weird metric to judge how people are learning. Always, it was always weird. Mm -hmm. Now they're realising that there's many other ways that they can do it. Oh, because if you, if you just let me do coursework, you know, if you just let me just write what I know, as opposed to what you are trying to indoctrinate me with, we would be somewhere else completely, you know, giving them space to explore all of their thinking and therefore allowing teachers to, uh, to mark these things and look at these things and taking the student into account, not just what they want them to have achieved. Right. And I think that actually that will make it harder for a lot of these private schools as well, where you are very, very good at getting your students who end up running the country like fucking idiots. You're very good at getting them to tick all the boxes and do the right things in these exams, but they can't actually think in a broader sense. Let's start seeing how people really think in a broader sense when you don't have those particular tests to go towards. Right, and we even the playing field. That's it. And that's what some of you don't want, but it's going to happen by fire and by force. You're going to have to deal with it. Oh. It's really that simple and it's true i think a lot of companies are so wasteful with technology like like i remember when i used to work for a company won't name any names there was something wrong with the system i was using bam new laptop within the hour they just put a guy on the motorcycle to come and just give you a new laptop wow literally and it's just like and you're thinking that the, the laptop that i had an issue with isn't even fully broken yeah yeah, I mean? yeah it's still usable so yeah definitely i know there's they can definitely pull out a good hundred thousand laptops from yeah just just out of nowhere they need to they need to they need to consider that um next letter dear Kalechi and sadiq this week i would like to share your magnificence i happened upon a letter i wrote to myself at the beginning of november i had forgotten about it until now and i would like to share it to here to illustrate why you are so wonderful dear eric I'm writing because I've heard about your habits, namely your overconsumption, especially of ice cream. Before I proceed, I would like to first let you know that I love you very much. You are precious to me and I cherish every moment with you. Every second is a gift. That being said, 
I'm very concerned about your relationship with food, particularly your excessive consumption of extreme yin. You are walking a path of tremendous importance. To be frank, you are here for a remarkable purpose. Every time you buy and eat ice cream and other extreme foods, you weaken yourself, decreasing the likelihood you will fulfill this purpose. This is tragic. Let me be clear. I understand you've placed yourself under an enormous amount of pressure. I know that life is hard and the ice cream provides relief. You must find better ways of releasing pressure where they cannot be found they must be made you do not have um, you do not have a choice if you continue this sabotage you will fail to succeed in your purpose you know this is a fate worse than death you can succeed you must and you will if you follow the right path I hope this letter helps everyone else who might be feeling alone in their struggles. Without Say Your Mind, I don't know whether I would have been able to come to the insights and understanding I have since I started listening in June. Now I treat Monday like a holy day and tune in every week for a much needed dose of spiritual fertilizer. Thank you for the love, the kindness and the constant pressure to grow. Your fellow baby person and dickhead in recovery. Oh, and thank you, Eric. I'll say, uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. I, I, we should let us know how it's going with the, um, you know, like staying away from like ice cream and stuff. Just let us know. Yeah. Give us an update. Two slaps on your chest. Two slaps on your chest, Eric. Like it's hard. It's hard holding yourself accountable because nobody's out here saying that don't eat ice cream. That's not the nature of the letter because I know that some, some of you struggle with reading and comprehension from or listening and comprehension from the schools that you've gone to. But... um. The point is that when you know that you're doing something and it's um it's a vice and it's a it's a way that you um use to cope when you're feeling very difficult or you what you perceive to be very difficult challenging emotions you have to look at what those vices are and how they are serving you and how you can um liberate yourself from them by facing whatever it is that you find so difficult and challenging facing it head on so um I love that for you and I love that you like me are a dickhead in recovery and every day you know, it's a chance for us to be less of a dickhead. That's all we're out here trying to do. Just be less of a dickhead day by day, mm-hmm. moment to moment. So mm-hmm. big up yourself, two slaps on your chest. Definitely. So, um, yeah, so that's that letter. I think I've, oh, I've got one more. I've got one more. Got letter. Okay, here we go. Hello, Kalechi. Late 2018, I was having a difficult time at work for various reasons. After the upteenth time complaining to my mum, she suggested coping mechanisms. Podcasts came up and she recommended yours. I have not looked back since then. I very quickly caught up with all the episodes. In a WhatsApp group for my sisters and my mum, you are a regular feature, either sharing your Instagram stories for those that don't have Instagram or sharing your tweets when you are yet again speaking the truth. You are a household name in our WhatsApp group. My Share Your Magnificence goes out to my mother. You have been a part of her journey to being her best version of herself. I'm biased, but she was already amazing. You have featured on her vision board as inspirational. You have helped her build her confidence and given her the motivation to live her dreams. I'm so proud of her. She recently returned to further learning and has been thriving in that environment while battling racism, sexism and ageism. I'm also thankful for her to have introduced me to you, um, introduced me to you via your podcast. I bought her your spiritual seasoning for the soul for Christmas. Unaware, she bought them for herself as part of her self-care. Mm. Apparently, she didn't think any of us would buy it despite putting it on her Christmas list, uh, her Christmas list, kiss teeth. <laughs> she says she will combine both packs. I told her they are not play cards for snap, <laughs> but she did not want to miss out on the opportunity for the cards to contribute to her growth and spiritual support. 
Your podcast has opened up many avenues for conversations to understand and appreciate each other and for ways to have cross-generational conversations. Of course, Kalechi, share your magnificence will always extend to you. You are a household name. Forever grateful of how your words, energy, kindness and humour have contributed to the growth in my family and in our relationships. Thank you, A. Big up your mum. Big up your mum. When she said her mum recommended you, I was like, oh. Imagine. Yeah, it's, it's usually it's the other way, way around. around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that. <laughs> no, that, that is always what makes me happiest because I always want to make, you know, um, like elders proud. I want to, I want to know that I'm doing right you know, by people. And so it matters to me that, I mean, I don't even know how old anybody is, but, you know, I'm just glad to know that a mother could look at her daughter and be like, oh, you're struggling? Well, this is what's really helped me. Um, Because that's all I really want to do, just just give us all of the things, you know, and just mm-hmm. give us all of the support. But I love that your mum wants to com- combine both packs because she's <laughs> like, I will do what I want. That was I funny. Will. It's not um, like they've got such a good relationship. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. And to have those WhatsApp groups... um yeah it's just it's just gorgeous so thank you so much for sharing that with me big up your mum big up yourself um i appreciate you all and whether i like it or not now i guess i'm a household name in it boy boy you're not a household name you know <laughs> you're not boy. a household name okay and i told you and when i said it <laughs> I didn't realise what I was saying for myself. When I told you by December 31st, I'm going to need you to run that statement back. I told you, and you're actually self, you're going to need to run that statement back. Little did I know that January, it would also fall into January. Boy, <laughs> and, 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 and so it did. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that at least, if, if you're a household name in, 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 in one house, it's in that house. Yes. Because that's a lovely family that we've got there. And it's just good vibes. Yes. I love that we, your family we, we, feels like good vibes. Yes, we only want to be in places with good vibes. Yeah, simple. So yeah, that's that for Share Your Magnificence then. I guess let's jump into... Um, a bit of negativity? Yeah. Yeah. Had all that light <laughs> let's get into some trash so um uh yeah let's get into all of the things that are happening around the world that wouldn't usually go into suck your mum but it's going to go into so you yeah. mad so you mad so the first um story is Nicki minaj um losing the lawsuit against tracy chapman oh man let me tell oh no you. i should have phrased that differently tracy chapman, chapman winning the lawsuit, lawsuit against, against Nicki, Nicki minaj, minaj. Yeah, yes even better yeah I mean, she only won 450k but still i know we say only i don't care if i won 45p no but yeah do you know what it is like i was following the story yeah and i'm for those who don't know i'm team Nicki. i am a Nick, i'm not i wouldn't say i'm a Are bar no no i wouldn't say i'm a bar because you know you have to be committed to the bar lifestyle yeah, you have to be committed <laughs> the barbary barbary i can't there's no way i can say i'm a barb like come on i'm a 25 year old man i'm uh, I, I like i'm a Nicki minaj fan right so i do tend to be biased now the thing is you know tracy chapman had grounds to sue someone but i just don't think it was fair that she sued Nicki minaj because it wasn't Nicki minaj that was responsible for the leak a but, dj was was, was responsible who for was, the leak. no no but who sent the dj the track okay but now here's the thing when technically like i don't know like, remembering when, that you don't even remember the name of artists so no, no, I, no, I remember the name of the artist you don't you you don't remember what you need to know <laughs> i remember the name of artists right this is where i'm going at it from like any artist is free to chop up a beat and spit on it and sing on it and do whatever after that song is finished you now need to make every effort to make sure it is cleared yeah. so that you don't get sued yeah the song hadn't been cleared yet 
But Tracy Chapman, it wasn't that it wasn't cleared yet. Tracy Chapman said no. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Tracy Chapman said no. Yeah, that's, Outright, that's a good it point. She said no. We weren't even waiting. She didn't want. Yet. Yeah, she, she, Tracy Chapman. Typically, she doesn't let anyone yeah. sample her. So it wasn't. Do you think I look like her? Sorry, I'm just coming off the subject. I, I just think, think she's he, so beautiful. I don't think you look like Tracy Chapman. Well, the image I have of Tracy Chapman, I don't think you. No. Um, I don't think you look like Jay-Z Chapman. Sorry. <laughs> I better not sing it before she takes this episode down. Exactly. Because <laughs> she don't play. She does not play. But yeah, I think, you know, she had she had every right to sue someone. It just didn't need to be Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj wasn't responsible for it, for the leak. Um, Nicki Minaj was actually quite cheeky in the court case because she was like, I didn't leak it. I don't know who leaked it. But we all love a good um, um, mystery story, don't we? <laughs> she literally said that. It's literally that. I, I can imagine it in her voice as well. I didn't leak it. I don't know who we leaked did, it. But, but we all love a good mystery story, don't we? That's literally what she said. And she ended up having to pay 450k. So I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm glad everyone's happy. She didn't get as much as she was trying to go for, to be fair. So Did 450, she, much, she was going she... for millions. 450K is quite disappointing. Okay. Yeah, it is quite disappointing considering that they've been fighting it for about a year now. Yeah. And that, well, for over a year, sorry. And that she's not going to have to pay lawyer fees. She's not going to work away with that much. But I guess it's just the principle, isn't it? Yeah. So let's let's see them because see what they said. Because they said here that Nicki Minaj really wanted to sample Tracy Chapman on her last album when making 2018's Queen. Minaj reached out to Chapman seeking approval to sample the singer's Baby Can I Hold You. Chapman refused and the queen and queen was released without sorry the track containing the sample but the track was leaked anyway and now as a result minaj has agreed to pay chapman four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, according to the reports by the hollywood reporter chapman filed a copyright lawsuit in october 2018 just a few months after the release of queen though the album did not contain sorry the track was unofficially leaked to popular new york radio dj Funkmaster flex who i would have expected would have checked before um going like don't you check you just play tunes without checking if you should be playing them. Yeah, okay, fair. Um, allegedly by Minaj herself. That's what he has said, I on, think. On Queen Radio Show, I think. This was on her radio show. With DJ Funk Master Flex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And Chapman sued. Um, Minaj first made the argument that a ruling for Chapman in this case would infringe on artists' right to experiment in the studio. This argument was upheld by US District Court Judge Virginia Phillips in, summary, in a summary judgment, who agreed that creating the song was fair use of copyright, but then set up a trail to explore who was culpable for leaking the song to the public after the studio experimentation. Minaj began to argue that the case was a mystery as to to who leaked the audio, suggesting it may have been the rapper Nas who was featured on the song instead of her. But ultimately, Minaj offered Chapman a $450,000 judgment and Chapman um, has accepted, ensuring the case won't go to trial. In a statement, Chapman claimed victory on behalf of artists' rights. I'm glad to have, have this matter resolved and grateful for this legal outcome, which affirms that artists' rights are protected by law and should be respected by other artists, Chapman said. I was asked in this situation numerous times for permission to use my song. In each instance, politely and in a timely manner. That is the... I, I need you to understand. <laughs> I need you to understand how much that bit fucked me up. I responded politely and in a timely manner basically it came through and i said no no quickly <laughs> before i saw you typing and i said no, no. i messaged dot dot dot, dot no, no. <laughs> and she said um um i unequiv um unequivocally um said no 
Apparently, Miss Minaj chose not to hear and use my composition despite my clear and express intentions. Her statement continued, as a songwriter and an independent publisher, I've been known to be protective of my work. I've never authorized the use of my song for samples or requested a sample. This lawsuit was a last resort, pursued in an effort to defend myself and my work and to seek protection for the creative enterprise and expression of songwriters and independent publishers like myself. Um, Minaj has not responded fair enough but let me tell you something if you heard that song was it flames it was a good song oh man. tracy man you fucked it man no i don't think tracy fucked it because <sighs> i, f- I want to know um um tracy's birth chart because i think that to me for tracy it's not about popularity it's about integrity she obviously doesn't care about it, the popularity, it yeah, yeah i don't care about I, i've made my songs and the thing is her songs are incredible like they are classics that like i just love them so much they are beautiful yeah, yeah and she wants to maintain that. I don't want you to be singing about your pussy or anything in comparison. How can, how can I say, baby, can I baby, hold you? Can baby, can I, I hold your pussy right now? Roman, Roman, you no, bitches in my sons. No, no Nikki, you cannot come no, and do Nikki that on my track. Nikki, no. Nikki, I'm telling you, Nikki, respect. I, I want to act like I really remember everything in the track, but I remember listening to it. I think this is fire. Mm. It was a good song. It was a good, as she used the sample while she respected the sample. You know, I, you know. I but guess, sometimes it might not even be about the song. I just don't want you I just to don't have know. it. Yeah, it's true. And, and the thing is, not just you. It's not a personal thing. I haven't let anybody yes, have and it. And that's that's what it'll be different if I said all the girls could use it, and then you came along, and I was like, no, no not yeah, you. Yeah. Tracy Chapman hasn't let anybody, anyone use it. And even Lauren Hill's a little bit like that. I remember when it was a, it was to do well, with. Well, does um, she have the rights to? <laughs> can we not shade? <laughs> no, I'm Lauren just, Hill. I'm just, she does have some rights okay. at least to the um, um, MTV Unplugged album yes yes, yes the, the yes, miseducation yes, she doesn't yes. really but the MTV Unplugged album she does now um, Kanye West did um, All Falls Down which um, contains a Selena sample from Johnson. but yeah he had to use Selena Johnson because yeah. I win it all it, well, it all, all falls, falls down, down. Comes, is that from Mystery of Iniquity yeah yes from Mystery of Iniquity from the Unplugged album you wanted to album. really loud it up there that you knew yeah, that one just so you know because you guys try and act like I don't know shit I know shit <laughs> I know shit, right? <laughs> from the mystery of iniquity, um, from the unplugged album, they she's got this all falls down, um, you know, in the chorus. So Kanye West asked her to do it. I think they asked her to do it multiple times. She mm. said no, 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 no. In fact, she said no that she can't even use it. And then when they negotiate, negotiate, she said, okay, okay, you can use it, but I'm not singing on it. Wow. And she and that's why they got Selena, um, Johnson to do it. Who did a fab job? She did a wonderful job. She did she a did. really, really Honey, good job. Mom, come on in. Is that her? Yeah. He breaks. He breaks. No way. That's not the same person. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. She wasn't obviously the one that did the the bit at the beginning, but yeah, she's the one that's singing that that bit. No. Yeah. He's so contagious. Contagious. Uh, uh, He turns my pages. pages. Yeah. Are you sure? Oh, you're pulling my leg. I'm not. It's Selena Johnson. I'll even get it up for you. Selena Johnson, where is it? Ah, I that, that was, was a banger. Girl. And, they, they, and they were appropriating Indian culture. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, that wasn't her. They were that was so offensive. <laughs> so offensive. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Watch that video. I'm so. I hope it's been taken down now. They really took the piss out of the belly dancing. Yeah, they but you know, it... every they, they thought that they were really in their bag with <laughs> if that. that came they, out they, 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 they were really age. in their bag. I with think that. you're realizing that it wasn't Selena. No, I just literally can't see. I'm looking at her discography now. 
right? So what was the first thing she released? She was on somebody else's album. Let's just look up the song So Contagious. That was the name of the song, right? So Contagious Song. Who was on it? Give me the name. Um, oh, it's called Addictive. Sorry, I yeah, said it addictive. was Addictive by... Um, oh, sorry, it was by Truth Hurt featuring Rakim. Oh, guys, <laughs> let me tell... Olympus has fallen! <laughs> Olympus has fallen! Look! Look at... Look at... No, don't try it. For months, I'm so emotional right now. For months, for months, this lady has embarrassed me. She has, she has set me up on the podcast. Oh, who, who sings this, Sadiq? And then when I give my opinion, she gets you guys to come for me on Twitter. Can you see that fuck up? I was saying, are you sure, Selena? She was confident. I fucked it. She was confident. No, please. So the way you try, guys try to drag me, you have to drag her this. Yeah, I've said no, I, no, no. I've got to take it's the only drag right. Selena take- Johnson, where? Is she crazy? <laughs> Even the time, even the, even the, sorry, no, I'm roasting you. Even the gap between them, truth hurt, that, that addictive song came out years before All Falls Down. But that doesn't mean that it couldn't have been the same no, person. No, it wasn't because even that, the girl in Truth Hurts, she looks older than what Selena looks like now in 2021. <laughs> that was unnecessary. That was unnecessary. No, but it's the truth. That She's was old. <laughs> the, the person you're referring to is like probably 60 now. I like, Jesus. They're probably nah. listening to this like, what the fuck? No, I'm so upset with that because you were so confident. I could have just accepted it and let it go. But No, but see, I checked. I brought the no, phone No, no, no. You checked, checked. You checked. You quickly realised it wasn't true that you tried to buy yourself some time. <laughs> That's what you tried to do. Until I asked, I said, no, 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 no. Can we just check? And then... Say the names or keep it right. in the playground. I was sure. I was like, Selena, are you sure? Now, well, let's oh. just get to the tarot. <laughs> <laughs> Tarot's been done, girl. The tarot's been done. Sorry. We need to focus on that. Ah. Can you well, imagine all of all of what I've had to deal with over the last few months? One day. One day. Crazy. Selena Johnson. One day. No. I fucked it. No. I fucked it. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to timestamp this. Yeah. We're going to say where when Kelechi fucks it. <laughs> <laughs> so you people can quickly come and just see. Just get to it. Just get to it. I couldn't I, believe I to, it. I have to take the roasting. I have to take ah. the L, guys. I have to take yes. the L. Yes. Upon my extensive knowledge of 90s R&B. Yes. And that, that is what you came and from. you pulled that from your heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, now you can get into the tarot. <laughs> Chapman and Nicki Minaj but um, the last story for So You Mad was Twitter banning Trump and all of his um, <laughs> did he try to jump on somebody he tried to jump on his digital um, director of digital communications or whatever he tried to jump on their um, Twitter accounts to start tweeting from there <laughs> I didn't even see that I <laughs> just saw and they suspended him he tried to tweet from the POTUS account they suspended, they suspended him but let me tell you the the, the most Oh, the loveliest thing about all of this. Do you remember when Trump tried to um, try to get rid of TikTok? <laughs> TikTok banned him. They banned him. It's sweet. Oh, it's, it's so, oh, so sweet. Do you know, I was thinking to myself, I was like, guys, Trump is on his way out. He's only got a couple of weeks left. What is the point in the whole impeachment process? Just let us see it through. But actually, I did a bit of digging. And there is every reason we have to, oh, they have rather to impeach that man. Because let me tell you, when they impeach him and they're successful with it, 
He doesn't get his lifetime um, pension. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, for, you can forget about your pension. Yeah. He doesn't get lifetime secret service. No. Uh-huh. So all the shit you've been so talking. So all the shit you've been talking. Yeah. And then most importantly, he can never run, run again. again. That's it. Because they're trying to talk about, oh, we'll come back in 2024. You will not. Lightning will never strike the same it place will never, twice. Ever, 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 ever. And hopefully they will take you out before then, Trump. Because let me tell you, like a Nigerian auntie, the evil you have done in this world is enough. It's enough. The evil you have done in this world is enough. And honestly, I I don't even want to get all bitter about it, but all all these suspensions, they're too late for me. Yeah. Too late for me. I just want them in terms of like, you know what, they need to take you out. Take your money, deplatform you on every Every platform. Take everything away from you. Every single thing. You need to get the fuck out of here. Out of here, out of here. You don't you don't need any more you don't need any more um space to talk your shit. Get out. Get out. But that capital that capital building um riot really blew my mind. If I thought that white people could white people Wow. That really that definitely really shocked me because do you know what it is? It's the equivalent, yeah. Of, well, I guess we could say it's the equivalent of us like running into parliament. That would blow my mind. Do you think? No, us. When I mean even say us, like there's no way blacks would ever. I was going to say. Mean, I mean, like, us like, as in Britain. Why am I even saying us when I'm talking about British people, white people in Britain? Yes, yeah. Right. It's like the equivalent of them storming the parliament. That would and blow. then make it in. And look at all the guards that are around um, the House of Parliament. Right now, imagine a bunch of white people who are. You don't have to try hard to imagine that who are blindly, you know, um, patriotic as they see it, but when, they, when they're just white nationalists, um, they could run up into the um, Houses of Parliament, make it past the guards, make it into the various rooms of the politicians and be sitting there taking pictures of themselves, taking things from there and walking out and being like, what? What can you do? With me? their feet on desks. Yeah. And, and then they come in front of the camera once they've come out of the building, like, I took this out of the office. Mm-hmm. I the took podiums. this out of Diane Abbott's office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy to me to see a picture of Nancy Pelosi's office, someone sitting in there, her computer's her yeah. computer's still on. You could see all the emails there. It's just like... All in, in all the <sighs> other rooms where they've got all the classified documents strewn all over the floor. <sighs> What is sacred? People were saying they would have gone in there and changed their stimulus checks. To 10, <laughs> I would have. I, w- I if, would if have. That's where you've kept the student loan debt. I'm erasing. Let's I'm erasing see. it all. But really and truly, it was. It was. It was kind of uh, surreal, just witnessing the whole thing. Because I'm just thinking to myself, this is the capital. Like you shot someone for making a U-turn outside. Fuck. Like you shot and killed someone for making a U-turn in their car outside the building. A black person, <sighs> right? If I'm not mistaken, but all of these groups of white men, predominantly men, could make it into that building so easily. They were waltzing in. There were even there was even one woman that needed help down the stairs. The guards were helping her out yeah. of the building. I came here to storm the building. <laughs> But you're allowed, you see, because it's all banter, ha ha ha, banter, when um, these white supremacists, these fascists, these Nazis are doing these things, it's just banter. Like, the way that people infantilize the the hatred of these white, very, very, you know, radicalized, dangerous people, it blows my mind. But I think that why it's more dangerous is the fact that regulations are going to be put in place as a result of this but uh-huh. who are those regulations going to disproportionately affect black, black people, people when they protest there we go 
because they're going to put it in place and they're going to put, you know, the, um, you know, the sentencing or, you know, the punishment for whenever you do these things, they're going to set it very high. These white people are going to get the minimum of what that, um, um, you know, that crime or whatever can hold. They're going to get the minimum of it currently. So then later when they want to roll it out, when black people are protesting, they can give them the full, the full measure of that. Yes. yes. And for me, it's also just kind of weird to see because it's like, even when black people were protesting, you still see some kind of like, uh, some kind of respect for institutions in a way. All because, the time. Because it's like, all, all they would pretty much do is what, loot, target, and do all of this, do all of that. I don't think it ever crossed anyone's mind. You to called storm the... the National Guard. When it was the Black Lives Matter protest, you called the National Guard. Right. For days, you didn't even show us um, 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 news footage where it was for, for, for weeks, in fact, they were, these protesters were coming face to face and battling with the National Guard. You didn't show that when they were being teared, gassed, all of that stuff, when they were having bullets shot at them, you didn't show, you tried to minimize us seeing any of that, but that is what you did. All because people said, hey, would you believe it we don't want to keep getting killed by police but these lot think that their rights have been infringed upon because they can't just practice their bigotry any which way that they want and they just go tear shit down and they, and they and and people move out of their way and let them do it have your have a, have a good time who booked the buses that got them there who paid for the flights who organized these rallies we need to do, start tracing where the money has come from to fund these things who because gave them the who gave them the energy who put that we into know who we gave them the energy Trump. And this is the same person that said, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. But where was the shooting? <sighs> and then the one person that I saw that got shot. You want us to say her name? I don't know her name. I don't know her name. I don't know her name. Suddenly I have amnesia. Uh, I don't know I her don't... name. What was it? Amy. Right. And then she, uh, and then she's got, um, is it Anna? I don't, or is it, um, and I don't know. I haven't got a clue. But you wore that Make America Great hat, that MAGA hat. You wore it in the picture. And then you're telling me about a oh, veteran, former veteran. Um, no, she's yep. not former veteran. For, no, she is a former veteran she, now because she's not here now. Right. <laughs> white supremacist (laughs) cow that's who she was right so i'm not i don't feel any sympathy no i don't feel a single thing because you are happy to be there and you know when you do clownery the clown does what shoots you dead oh well i was gonna finish it i said comes (laughs) back to bite but fine (laughs) the clown will shoot you and rightly so i might i just thought to myself like it's it is so crazy and let me tell you you lot fucks it for yourselves because all of you guys that stormed that building if if you did it, if it didn't even cause this much controversy, you would have probably gotten off with what one month probation or whatever. Yeah. But now America feels like they have an extra extra point to prove yeah. now. Yeah. So I wouldn't even be surprised if some people even get death penalty. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because yeah, they want to really prove an extra point. You want to, like, you want, you, you really want to show yourself. Yeah, no, don't let them off. I think they'll still let them off. They'll yeah. let them off because the way that the FBI was suddenly trying to do confusion, like, could you help us find these people? Oh, but, they said, but you're a fucking, you lot are fucking pricks because you could infiltrate the Black Panther <laughs> Party. You literally planted someone in the Black Panther Party so you could kill people, shoot them dead in their bed. You planted people in the Black Panther Party, but you want to tell me that you can't identify but identify the- these people bare face and you know what's funny the first picture black man with his did you see shape up or lack thereof (laughs) they always every black person that goes against what we collectively care about as black people in terms of our freedom and our liberation their hair is always fucked it's like when they make that pact 
with the devil, they also say, fuck my hair, yep. yo. And, fuck. It just, and it literally starts Look at Omarosa. Um, what's that <laughs> other one? That other wayward one that always has fried fried ends of her hair. Very crispy, very crispy. Candice Owens. And and then now this one with his wayward um, hairline. <laughs> All of you always looked fucked. And that is the ancestors' way of letting you know that they do not ride with you. Just give me one person who has wayward views and is black and their hair is laid. You can't find a single one. They're all fucked. They're all fucked. Point. Actually, a good point. <laughs> you will know them by their shape up. Yep. Nope. Yep. It's true. Because even the one that we've got over here, what's her name? Kemi. Kemi. Whatever. Whatever. Her regrowth from her braids is always mad. Black conservative. Her regrowth is always mad. The, her braids will be down here by her chin. The regrowth will be all the way up there. Mad. But so you know, be dangling braids because they don't care. Their focus is um, upholding white supremacy, not their hair. <laughs> That's and, and, and that's and that's mad. Fine. But I just looked at that and I just thought the way that people were trying to like talk around the issue was really infuriating. They were like somebody, one of the uh, like the uh, fucking pricks there had on an Auschwitz t-shirt, and people were like, "Oh, but can we really say that he's a Nazi just because he's wearing a t-shirt that says something something Auschwitz?" Wait, <sighs> do you think that at the concentration camp they were selling souvenirs? You fucking prick. So, of course, if he's wearing something like that, he is supporting, he is supporting that atrocity. Yes. He's glad that it happened. So, therefore, I would, I would take a wild guess and say that he's a Nazi. Yes. I would take a wild guess and say that he's a fascist motherfucker. But, okay, I could be wrong. Hey, what do I know? What do I know? It's just like, stop infantilizing these people when they mean so many other people harm. Call them by their name. And the FBI putting up all of these pictures and going, can you help us identify them? Fuck you. Because you were able to identify masked Black Lives Matter protesters from their Etsy purchases. You were able to do that. <laughs> yes. But suddenly you can't find these people with their faces. And it's like, right it's there. Like, it's like they haven't even tried first and then come to us. <laughs> Straight away, they just put the pictures. Oh, guys, help us with this, please. Yeah. Try and make it like you're doing something. You better find all of them. All of them. What? Everyone. All of them. And some of them, you could see they came prepared in like the latest gear, the latest combat gear. They knew where all the cameras were. Fam, fam, you work there. You work in that building. It's not even that. For me, what was more shocking was just the fact that they didn't even have their masks on. So it just... It blows my mind to think that racist white people are willing to die for this shit. Yeah, they're willing to die they're for it, but they die. also know that they're protected. Under yes. the wayward constitution that your um, slave-owning forefathers created, that they are willing, they know that they are protected by the law that they are disrespecting mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. They know that. Mm-hmm. And they know that all of this democracy is a fallacy, and that's why they can do that, because mm-hmm. they're saying, well, it's my freedom of speech at the end of the day. And so when I look at it, I just think to myself... Um, racist white people will swear up and down that racism doesn't exist and white privilege doesn't exist and we're making all of this stuff um, stuff up. But they went into the Capitol building with their faces on show. Ooh. On show, like they were going for a picnic, like they were going for a day out in the park. The thousand unwashed leg march. Like they <laughs> went there. I just snorted. <laughs> they went there and they, they knew that they are protected within their whiteness to do what they want. And to me, that is a problem. And who emboldened them? Trump. But who emboldened Trump? You lot. Mm. 
the media you 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 you're ho- you're honing on certain people that you know that you can start trying to tear to pieces but you lot didn't have volume you did not have vim you did not have chess you did not have energy for trump you let trump run amok for over six years you let that happen man said i grabbed them by the pussy you like put that out there and nothing happened he was still elected he was still voted in by the you can say that oh it was done by you know the the um electoral college or whatever but the fact is it happened it happened we know hand on heart that this man wields violence and is a racist and it's a racist but we will vote them in anyway how is how is boris any different how is boris johnson any different to that just slimmer right literally, literally he hasn't got as much back off <laughs> <laughs> that's it <laughs> he ain't packing as much oh god you know I want to see Trump do the bus it challenge. <laughs> <laughs> but he can't because you're not on TikTok. <laughs> That's the worst part of it. Oh, God, who's got more children? Oh, I think I think Trump has more kids, actually. Well, we wouldn't know because um, Boris won't disclose the number that he has. <laughs> so it could be anywhere between six and one million. <laughs> we don't know. Boy. We don't know. But we do know he's a useless father. We, you know, we, we know he's a deadbeat dad. We know I'm talk- that. I'm talking about, like, father. Like, did you, re- did you, like, notice how Trump was addressing the Proud Boys as though he was, like, their dad? Yeah. That I was so concerning. But I found that so beautiful in a certain way <laughs> because he knew that what they're looking for is that paternalistic figure mm-hmm. that will tell them to wage war mm-hmm. on against their own best interests. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, burn yourselves down together. Yeah. Do it. Um, you, um, We love you. You're very special people. That's what he said. He, said, he said, we yeah. love you. We're, yeah. You're very special people. Yeah. But before, when it was us fighting for our rights, you said, oh, there are good people on both sides. People yeah. literally came out with tiki torches. You said there are good people on both sides. And that when the looting starts. The shooting starts. But very, I, we will never we should never let go of that he comment. needs to remember that when he not, no longer has any security oh detail. that's the that's the, oh we will catch you slipping at Starbucks <laughs> they will catch him slipping at Starbucks I'm going to kick you in your right bum cheek you just know that Ooh. because it's disgusting but anybody I, I would be scared of anybody that can wear their fake tan that way that can wear their toupee that way and not give a fuck honestly you know, like, and it's mad that you know an insider said that he parts his hair in such oh in a very specifically yeah. to hide his weaves and to hide <laughs> where he's balding. Oh. All the places where he like literally that part that you see is is specific. Looking like Mr. Whippy. It's it's very <laughs> weird. It's a very very weird Horrible. state of affairs. But I don't think that big tech companies should now be bigging themselves up because oh they finally banned him. Like you look at you 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 banned him right as it got to the wire. Right Two when he, weeks before he comes because off. You, but you you wanted to make sure definitely that he would not be continuing in that position before you actually did anything. You were happy for him to do that. No matter how many people died in the process, you were happy to do that. So you can't. Be, and even now that for instance. Jack from Twitter and all of you man are taking credit it's literally your employees that had to all gather together to pressure you yes. to do something otherwise you would have sat there and continued chopping your money it's just a bit too little too late to be honest it's just too little too late a little too long and I can't wait for you Trump to get the <laughs> fuck out anyway they've got at least four songs this episode <laughs> but yeah I guess that that's that for um 
so you mad we just we had to touch on it we had to discuss it so now well let's get to what the girls have been waiting for which is straw of the week aka suck your mum so for those um i mean i'm sure lots of you saw the things that happened um last week uh, uh, regarding woman's hour but for those who didn't i will just start off by saying that I was um, booked and asked to come on Woman's Hour to discuss um, Harvey Weinstein. Um, I think it was, you know, discussing a year after he'd been sentenced uh, for all of his um, sordid acts. Um, They wanted to discuss on Woman's Hour, you know, the progress of the Me Too movement. And I was already told by the producers that there would um, be other people who had maybe opposing um, viewpoints Regarding the Me Too movement, I mean, I don't know who would have opposing um, opinions unless they're a fucking idiot. But, you know, people tend to have these things. So I knew that. And so I was prepared to talk about it. And I I was, you know, wanting to talk about it more from the perspective of the fact that, you know, um, some people are out here saying that we don't we no longer need the Me Too movement and blah, 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 blah. But do you think you've heard from everybody? Because I promise you, you haven't. You haven't heard from the most marginalised um, voices and the fact that Tarana Burke, who, you know, started the hashtag, was using the hashtag Me Too movement to draw specifically attention to the um, sexual violence that um, black women face. The whole thing was co-opted and, and, and um, I guess, whitewashed and we weren't hearing from as many black people. So we need to have that balance when we're having these conversations. I was just there really to provide nuance. So... Anyway, I was meant to be on the show now and um, I sign into the Zoom call and the producers come online, check that everything's good, everything's okay. They call me beforehand. And I think that's important to note that they call me beforehand to check that I was online, right? Nobody called me after any of this happened. Nobody's emailed me to check on my well-being. They've done nothing, especially I'm talking specifically about the producer and not necessarily um, harsh highlighter. Um, But they they didn't um, contact me. <clears throat> so I sign on to um, Zoom. They check my mic, check my camera. Everything's set good. I was all good to go. And because we were had quite a long waiting time, all of us were already in the room. Um, the wayward people that would be making their wayward comments and myself, um, we were all there. And people who wouldn't be making wayward comments, we were all there waiting. And so um, one of them asks, oh, you know, because there's quite a wait before we actually go live, as in us talking, we know the host is going to go live before that, go on air before that. Um, do we have to have our camera and our mics on? And they were like, no. So we all switched our mic and our cameras off in the meantime. So I'm sitting there waiting now to go on air. I've tweeted that, oh, guys, I'm going to be on Woman's Hour. And I've said so in my stories. The host arrives into the room, Emma Barnett. She sits down. She's the new host. This this was her first week. She sits down in a chair in, in the um, studio. She doesn't address the camera straight away. She doesn't address the camera. So instantly I'm like, she's either rude or she doesn't realise that we are here. So she sat down. She's preparing her mic. She's talking to them, um, the producers and stuff through the headphones. And they're going through their bits with her. She's like figuring out her script and blah, 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 blah. And then... It all goes mad. So before I... Actually, I'll say it now before I even read this week's letter. So she's going through everything, going through her scripts and and preparing herself and whatever. And then she goes, for fuck's sake, guys, for fuck's sake, why the fuck are we having Kelechi on the show? Why the fuck are we having Kelechi on the show? I've got droves of tweets from people 
And I want to pause there and say, she said, she said she got droves of tweets from people. She got two tweets, two tweets from people, from their burners, two tweets from people saying, um, why are you going to have somebody with anti-Semitic views on your show? Right. So she's going, I've got droves of tweets from people saying that, you know, she's a raging anti-Semite. Why the fuck am I having a raging anti-Semite on the show? For fuck's sake, guys, why did nobody fucking check this? She's fucks she was kicked off she was kicked off top of the pops she was kicked off top of the pops for saying all of this stuff why the fuck are we having this fucking and when she said this fucking i jumped in right there because if she had called me any other name from that point onwards i jumped in right there because if she had dared to call me anything for her sake is why i jumped in right there and i took my mic off like I took my mic off mute and I jumped in because if I'd heard it, whether it's bitch, whether it's whatever bigger, whatever the hell you were about to say, I needed to lock it off right there. Because if it had been said, there'd, there'd be no court in the land that would be able to stop me from the things that I'm going to tweet about you. So I just thought, oh, oh, let me just jump in. So I took my mic off mute. I left my camera off and I said, hey, hey, Emma. Hey girl, I can hear you. Literally what I said word for word. I said, hey Emma, hey, hey girl, I can hear you. I said, I can hear you. Yeah. And I just want to say, first off, that I've never hosted Top of the Pops. You that was a <laughs> that was a black man. That was not me. I've never hosted Top of the Pops. Okay. That was a black man. I am a black woman. All right. So wherever you're getting your intel from is highly, highly inaccurate. All right. You have every, right. So what was her response when I start talking like that? I haven't raised my voice. I'm speaking to her exactly like I'm speaking to you, man. Man is gender neutral in this case. I haven't raised my voice. I've said that. I'm, everyone else is in the room. Their mic's still off. Their camera's still off, but they're listening clearly. Right. So you'd expect at this point, someone to respond with, oh, fuck. Um, oh, I'm, oh, oh my this God. is, oh my God. I'm, Do you remember when that guy was doing the audition? Yes. And then, he's, and then that guy was like, I'm so, even though we were custody, he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm mortified. I'm mortified. you expect that kind you'd of expect, response, no. a human Let response. me tell you what Emma Barnett's response was. Guys, can she hear me? That was it. <laughs> Guys, can she hear me? I said, yeah, that's why I'm talking to you right now. I, I can, <laughs> it's like she didn't believe that it was happening. <laughs> So you walked up to her and said something and then she's asking someone, oh, like, is she talking English? If I'm, I'm talking English. I'm not saying ooga booga. Ooh, 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 ooh. I'm, I'm talking to it you. It was the shock. It was <laughs> the shock. Guys, can she hear me? I said, yes. Yes, that's why I'm talking to you. Yeah? The things that you said, Emma, I have no problem with. You can definitely have that conversation, but I've just heard you talking crud about me, shouting up and down, up and down. But within your shouting, you've conflated me with somebody else. So I have to think that you think that I'm also that person on top of what you think that you've heard about me. And so are you really sure about what you know about me? Are you really sure about what you know about me? How can you get something? How can you get that wrong? Now, now, Kelechi, Kelechi, if you just calm down, right? Calm down. And she's looking over at them like you guys fucked it. 
She's looking at them, but she's saying to me, now, now, Kalechi, calm down. I'm not raising my voice. Mm-hmm, I've, mm-hmm. I spoke to her very level. Um, now, now, Kalechi, calm down. Yeah? I was just, I've been, some things have been brought to my attention and I was just figuring out how we were going to deal with it. That's all. You're, now you're gaslighting because that's, I've literally just I fucking heard you. I literally just fucking heard you and saw you. I'm watching you. Your camera is on. Your mic is on. I'm watching you talk about me like I'm a fucking dog. I'm watching you. And then the now, now, Kalechi, like as if, again, like as if you're a dog. What do you mean now, now, now Kalechi? Now, now, Kalechi. When Kalechi. you told me that I was pissed. Ca- calm down. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Yeah? <laughs> there was There were other people in that room. If they want, if they want God to strike them down dead, let them come and say right now that I'm lying. If they want God to to curse all of their descendants, let them come out now and say that I'm lying. And the only reason I did not tweet this, exactly what she said was because I was going to afford her the dignity, the integrity to just simply come out and tweet soz. And you know, I was saying you should have said exactly what she said. Yeah. Remember, I was like, yep, yeah, no, say, let everybody know exactly what she said and what she was about to say before you cut her off. Yeah. Because that was that was the most important part for me. Yeah. But I was like, okay, okay, no worries. Let people know what's happened and let's see what she's going to come back and say. Because I thought to myself, how are you going to, how are you going to turn that around? Yes. Like someone has heard you, someone has heard you express fully how you feel about them. They yeah. have now confronted you. How are you now going to turn that around? What yeah. are you now going to say? Because surely you have to, um, you have to appreciate that now I don't really feel comfortable going further with you and having this conversation with you like i think that people forget that black women are human like how could you possibly expect for me to now want to continue with this conversation after i've just heard that like come on and just for those who are confused i think the reason why she felt like this is emma i'm talking about the reason why she felt like the anti-semite claims were relevant is because harvey weinstein is, is jewish, apparently yeah. jewish so i just want to clear that up because i think people are thinking wait what does this have to do with it has nothing to do with each other yeah but just just this is why this and, is and, Emma's and, and, way and, of thinking. yeah and this is what she was saying to them like oh you know well harvey weinstein we can't have a raging fucking anti-semite on the show we can't have a raging fucking and raging anti-fucking anti-semite <sighs> but you can have um lionel shriver or lionel shriver whatever she calls herself you can have her on the show with all the things that the books that she's written that are very very overtly racist racist you can have her she's never taken her shit back in fact she feels like people are ta- targeting her and it's cancel culture she's never taken that shit back like you lot can platform all of them people all of the time jk rowling you you lot can pa- platform all of them people all of the time and when they're saying the shit that they're saying is healthy debate i'm not even standing by that i'm not even standing and by that i've let you know that those the the, the clip whatever it is that you've heard very problematic because I did not articulate myself in a thoughtful way, right? So I've already said that. And I've since then said things that would clearly, more clearly reflect to you what my views are. But you, whoever's wanted to get you into fuck shit, they have sent you whatever they sent you and you've ran with it. And that is where my problem is. And okay, you didn't know that I was listening and you were expressing yourself. But now that I have been listening and watching you, what now? It's okay to say that because people are saying, oh, well, it was okay for her to share her views in that way because, you know, she's Jewish and, you know, um, she heard that you'd said anti-Semitic things. Okay. But now I'm saying to you, even though you're trying to boy it, I'm saying to you in a very calm manner, I understand where you're coming from, Emma, but I have since, what you're talking about is from 2017. Since then, 
there are things that you would you could have easily gotten with a couple of Google clicks that would have shown you what my views literally clearly are. Those things clearly have not been given to you because somebody wants you to have a specific narrative about me. That is the issue. I'm saying this to her. Okay, okay, but I want you to categorically say right now. Okay, now you're pissing me off because I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you. And also you're wanting us to do this while other people are also in this chat waiting to go on air. And you're how trying unprofessional. To... Just, sorry, just how unprofessional. And why is it you that has to deal with all that shit? I'm sorry, it was very, very unprofessional. It had nothing to do and you were completely blindsided by it all. I told you anyways, I felt like you were way too patient with her and I would have F, I would have given her the, per not, even, the not, even, not even the person that she thought you were because there's no way that you would ever in any light be a raging anti-Semite or whatever she was trying to say about any sort of stupid comments. But that aggressive person that she wanted to see... Should have come out, right? Should have come out. And I didn't swear at her once. I didn't say anything. I could have said so much about how them harsh blonde highlights were <laughs> catching in the light when she was talking. But I didn't. Like, it doesn't match your skin tone. Please don't do that. Don't do that colour anymore. I'm, I'm saying this from a loving place. Stupid. Right now, before I ever even get into this, go and change that highlight. It's not. It's not. It does not bang. Way too harsh. It's way too harsh. I'm... It doesn't do anything for your character that's already harsh, right? <laughs> but anyway, back to the subject at hand. Like, you did that, and then you're trying to talk to me, again, asserting a trope about me. So already we've said, okay, she's an anti-Semite. I'm not going to fight you about that because I made irresponsible comments and I didn't articulate myself um, in a clear manner and I was conflating things. I own that, right? And that was in 2017, yeah? And what's, what's interesting about that, so I'm going to give you like, a little backstory before going back to um, to Emma, harsh highlighter. Um, 2017, if you look at the way that this this podcast is listed, yeah, it starts as episode one because the very actual very first episode that I was doing almost as a tester in the trailer is episode zero. And so you know that I like tarot and I do tarot. The first deck of the tarot, um, the first card in the tarot deck is zero, the full, which, which, which works in this case, the full <laughs> card, new beginnings and all of that stuff and also being inexperienced at doing something, right? So that was number zero. And I released that episode. That episode was called Reggie Yikes. And I was talking about um, what happened with Reggie Yates. And I don't even really want to be mentioning his name because every time I do this, it's going to flag things and tag things for him. And he's apologized since and he's been getting on with his life and doing his thing. But I have to say it for the sake of telling the story, right? So I was saying that he went and he said what he needed to say. And then I made this episode and in the um, straw of the week, um, segment I was talking about the fact that okay well why did he apologize because rare 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 and I was saying that you know this is a pro problem that talks about um this is a problem within the industry as a whole the entertainment industry I should have been clearer even when I was talking about that and conflating it with uh, talking about um, um am I talking about this Jewish person specifically Jewish people or am I talking about the industry at large um, when when am I talking about this when am I talking about white supremacy when am I talking about whiteness as a mechanism I did not clarify I was just talking so for that reason I wholeheartedly take responsibility for the fact that that would have definitely emboldened people and 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 perpetuated negative tropes of this specific community. When that was brought to my attention, it was brought to my attention by somebody who's very wayward generally anyway. But I knew of the, um, it like relationship, um, uh, whatever that this person had with Reggie, or I was, I was aware of something like the um, kind of 
her friend, rare, rare, rare. I'm not trying to go into their drama, but because I knew that she could possibly have ulterior motives when she approached me and they could be malevolent because of how she knows Reggie, I didn't take to her when she started emailing me and she's emailing me from a newspaper, but saying that she's trying to talk to me in a personal capacity and to let me know this and to let me know that. I didn't take kindly to it. I didn't like it. It didn't feel right. And then she kept insisting that she wanted to meet me in person. You already know I don't like meeting people. I don't like humans. I don't like other people. I don't like people being in my space. So why the hell am I going to want to meet you who I do not know over this? I don't want to meet and people were like, um, my friends at the time were like, don't, don't meet her. You're happy to answer her questions, but not me. But she kept insisting on wanting to meet. And I also ended up tweeting as well because she was trying to message me this privately. I said, nah, let's talk about it on the timeline. I'm very happy to talk about it on the timeline. She would not respond on the timeline. She'd come back into the emails and people were like, oh, well, you're trolling her. I'm not trolling her. You want to, let's talk about it public. I made the episode publicly. Let's talk about the thing publicly. I don't like what you're trying to do because it's not clear. You're messaging me from your work's email account and you're telling me, oh, well, if I didn't care, I could easily just write this piece about you and say, oh, well, that's that that sounds like a thinly veiled threat i don't like it i don't like it and so any of you who know me you know that first and foremost one thing that i'll always be is a dickhead in recovery that was pushing my buttons like who are you talking to and that was my ego coming to the fore because i was unwilling to take into account at the time what she was telling me that was harmful because i didn't want to deal with her specifically so, you know, she ran um, her article. I didn't get a right to reply. You know, she did all of that. And I was just like, okay, cool. Then when I sat with myself, I'm telling you all of this, this all happened in a matter of days, not weeks, not months, not years, days, yeah? There are people out there who do fuck shit and for years and years and years, they don't want to own that shit. Within days, I had to sit myself down and, and be like, Kelechi, it doesn't matter how you feel about this person. What matters is the fact that they've told you that you're perpetuating harmful tropes, right? So what are you going to do about that? I sat down, listened to the episode again and again. I was just like, you know what? Even though I know that I could try to explain myself, there is no explanation necessary when you have been told that you are causing harm. Pull the episode. So even though it was my first ever one, you know, I was just like, you know what? Pull the ting because you fucked it. You fucked it. From the moment anybody can say that you're causing them harm, you fucked it. That's it. So I pulled it. I pulled it within days of it being up. Left it as that. Went away. Started doing rigorous reading. From episode one till now, what is this episode 120 something till now? I have not moved mad since because I had to make sure and make a commitment to myself that if I'm going to speak on something, I'm going to speak on it and make sure I've done my fucking research. So even the throwaway words that I use, even the line of reasoning or argument that I might feel that I can substantiate and back, no, it can't run. So from that point onwards, you have that you have not had that from me what you have had from me is episodes where i've talked talked to you all about all the unlearning i've been doing whether it's homophobia transphobia internalizing the justifications for domestic violence all of that i've said all of that on this show i've come here and i've even spoken about my fucking miscarriage every week i've showed up on this show and i've pulled myself to pieces for the sake of growth, for the sake of vulnerability, for, for the sake of showing that none of us are above unlearning shit. I've done that time and time again. Yet somebody can turn around 
a specific person, use burners, and every time something's happening for me, they'll go and put this link. And I've just got to be quiet because I'm just like, you know what? Write what you, you've written, what you've written all the way in 2017. I've just got, to, I've just got to let you have that. I've got to, I've just got to let you have that. But what spirit has showed me is that I cannot go through the portal that I need to go through now. Like it was saying in the tarot reading earlier, unless I step into all of me. And so you want to have this conversation and that's how all of this came about. Because look at the odds. What are the odds that I would hear somebody talking crud, shouting in this way, then when I'm trying to explain to them, they don't want to hear it. And I've just got to have it. And the only thing I can do is just not come on the show with you. Because if we go live, I know that I'm going to cuss you out on air. So let's not do that. And I wasn't expecting so many people to pick up the story, so many people to run with it. All of the press, everywhere, all of the press, like I was talked about on every news outlet. I don't think you understand how overwhelming that can be, especially since I know that they're telling an um, an incomplete story because of the um, statement, the iOS press release that harsh, harsh highlighter put out. And I've just got to own that. But on my platform, I'm going to speak my truth and you are not going to stop that. 2017, December 2017, that episode came out. A few days later, within 2017, December 2017, that episode came down. Yet we're still on this subject, right? And that's not to say we shouldn't be. But if you're saying that you haven't had clarification from me since about how I feel about those things, you are a liar and you are a rascal vagabond because you just have to just look and it's right there for you. Literally right there for you. And the reason I say that, I'll play it to you because this is literally episode 106. I can go to earlier episodes if I really, really need to because I've alluded to this a number of times. But this is episode 106, right? Of this very podcast. Let me see if I can get the time here. He's not trying to vilify um, leaders that they feel that they can't control. And they give us a narrative to make it out like, oh, look at those savages over there. Are you not a savage too, motherfucker? Are you not a savage too? Etu, savage you. Move, man. Useless non-entities. Pricks. So then I think that that's that So You Mad. My next So You Mad, oh, well, it was going to be Wiley. But, you know... I don't have much to say about Wiley. I just think that I had pretty much written him off from when I heard about the allegations that he was um, sleeping with a 14-year-old girl or something. Um, that like, when it comes to young black girls, I feel like people can just move mad. We've seen it with R. Kelly, the allegations um, that, that have come for Tim Westwood. All of these people, like... Um, it just seems like, oh, black girls? Oh, okay, cool. So I don't know. I don't know. But for me, I'd already written, written, like, already written him off from there. But to see his tweets, I was just like, is this is this guy okay? Like, what what is this right now that you think you're doing? If you feel like there's a point that you want to make, first of all, you're not making any points. When you're starting to deny the Holocaust and you're doing all of them things, I have to believe that this, there, are, there are demons that are using you because... That's gross. That like that's that's very very nasty. Like there are ways that we as a, a black community um, need to address and kind of unlearn the kind of casual anti-Semitism that 
I guess just gets fed through channels, then we just think, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, of course, that makes sense. And you just take it and you don't question it. We do have to sit there and do a lot of unlearning. I know that I'm, you know, reading up a lot and trying to learn as much as I can. So I have a more nuanced perspective of a lot of the things that are playing out in society right now. There's still a lot to learn. So I keep my mouth the fuck shut until I figure out where I stand on a lot of things. But when I'm looking at what Wiley's doing, that's fucked. That's disgusting. And nah. But when example is coming out... That's it. Right? That's literally the the, the podcast that they keep wanting to... that's literally episode 106. And I'm sure if I go through all them hundreds of episodes, I can find you other clips. Because I always show up. I always show up as all of me, as divinely, you know, chaotic and flawed, but divinely held and protected. I've always showed up as all of me and I've never ever shied away from being corrected. But when you are trying to because of your malevolent and 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 very underhanded um, motivations, you're trying to portray me in a particular way. I promise you, God will strike you down. Period. God will have to strike you down because God done told you, touch not my anointed. Everybody, nobody is above unlearning. Nobody is above change. But I've always made it clear that I'm a dickhead in recovery. All of you want to give me titles, influencer, activist, rare, rare, rare. I never chose any of them titles. I always told you lot that I'm just a baby girl. I'm just a baby girl. And none of you, not a single rascal, one of you, especially all of you media lot that ran your stories. I know some of you were kinder to me than others. Not a single rascal, one of you lot that ran your stories could ever stand in your truth the way that I show up daily and stand in mine. And that is why I will be the leader of this world as you know it, of this of this life as you know it, I will be one of the leaders because I have been chosen and I have been called to do this work. But for me to do this work, I have to let you know anytime that I fuck up and what I'm doing to rectify that. That was just an example of that. I was also on, I think, what was it? Um, Dane Baptiste's um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. podcast, Dane Baptiste um, questions that was everything. In 2019, no? That was in 2020. 20, oh, 2020. That was in 2020. Um, so I was, uh, you know, on there and we were talking about like the Black Lives Matter movement. And the episode is episode 64. Um, and it's literally got my name and it says, How can men unlearn sexism? And um, Hello, I'm just going to that one here because. I just feel like, no, let's... Um, Sometimes you need to give people receipts. I just want you to have all the receipts because should you ever want to try it, just make sure that you tell a complete story. I don't mind what you want to say about me, but just make sure that it's accurate and make sure you're telling the complete story because you that's not what you did. You cannot have any integrity as journalists when you do not have the full story. And yes, because I didn't counter what Emma put out in her um, iOS press of lies, then... You had to run with what she said, but it would have con- it was convenient for all of you to run with what she said because you lot don't like to present black women in a particularly great light in this country, in the press anyway. But on this platform, I will tell my truth, all right? So that was, I'm just going to Dame Baptiste ones. Um, let's see what was what we discussed here because, you know, yet again, I'm always out here doing these discussions if you would just pay fucking attention. Before 2001, the national dish of this country was curry. <laughs> then two planes hit the twin towers. All of a sudden, Islamophobia is a term that never existed before. Now, all of a sudden, people can't trust people in burqas, which is strange for me because I went to university in Bradford and you see a whole <laughs> couple of people in burqas, and nobody cared then. 
Uh, or if you saw, a, you saw, you know, 12 hijabi girls walking down the road to go to a cafe after they've been to university, no one better than Ireland. So, you know, uh, not that my message alone is foreboding, but yeah, as Kalechi said, people should be aware that we are, we've had enough experience in racism to see when it revamps and attempts to rebrand. And as I said, a lot of time it will try to create these demagogues who will turn around and say to the most oppressed, well, I came here with nothing and my family worked hard and blah, 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 blah. Why can't you do the same? And it's like, yeah, you're saying that now, but like, you know, a few years ago, you, they were talking about you like they talk about us. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's you know, like it's, um, it's like the uh, the bad guy in the Terminator films, right? The T one thousand, you know, he keeps keeps regenerating in this new way yes. racism. Yeah. And, and, and the thing that I kind of part of the reason I, I you know, cause like I say, you hear things, you read things online uh, from a Jewish perspective. Personally, uh, I read things about Black Lives Matter. And I don't know. I, I, I thought uh, as as someone who has a platform, it, 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 as much as it's slightly more personal than I normally do on this, I just couldn't not say something, which is you know. Know, to me, if anyone in the Jewish community isn't understanding what Black Lives Matter is about, go and talk to people and try and understand it. Because if you if you if you if you feel that defensiveness, going back to what we were talking about with sexist ideology, if you're feeling defensiveness, hearing what's going on in the states, in the UK, you need to remember our history and remember how these things happen, how these things grow and develop, and respect for other cultures and the problems they will be facing you know it seemed that defensiveness that i saw online over the last few weeks just made me go come on guys like like kalechi's saying who's the bad guy yeah. here you know? so I, think mm-hmm. it's quite, I was really quite because i was i, I spoke about this this week was the fact that you know you had the nuremberg, nuremberg trials whereas like you know years after the world war if you were involved in you know the orchestration of the holocaust you're found doesn't matter how many years have gone by you're found you're prosecuted you're jailed if you're if you're even lucky enough to receive that kind of uh, punitive sentence, but it's like if you look at like American culture, they've had a normalization of the brutalization and killing of black people for years. Mm-hmm. So you, you got to think about it in this way: like as recently as maybe the sixties or seventies, people have been able to kill black people with complete impunity, and mm-hmm. then return to their families and live and thrive within their own families because, as far as they're concerned, culturally, they've not done anything wrong. Now, that means that you now have this transgenerational trend of naturalized murders murderers beating people's families mm. who themselves have killed maybe their lives have led to someone else being killed because they falsely accused somebody or something and this has been normalized within their families and these people continue to reproduce like how can these people be okay because like you said if it's revealed that somebody is a sympathizer with or denying the holocaust sympathizing with nazis associated with nazis even today your career is done mm. and your investment will be lost unless you're mel gibson Oh, 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 I had to go a bit, yeah, I had to go uh, even rewind and go a bit earlier because I started that much later in the conversation, but here you go. And more specifically, to the men listening, for those of you who ask, how should I, how do you talk to women, how about just listening? Amen. Amen. Yes. What a question. Yes. One of the great, great questions we've had on this Absolutely. podcast in recent times and Absolutely. one that we could devote the whole episode to, if I'm honest. But um, yeah. but the format dictates uh, other questions, doesn't it, Dane? So we'll, um, yeah. we'll have to so move we'll, on. We'll be back. We'll be going live soon once, once we get out of lockdown. So, oh, yeah, yeah, great question. My question... It is a different uh, question <laughs> to, to the issues of kind of uh, sexist ideologies, but it, it's one that I've been mulling over, uh, and it's personal. I've kind of I've kind of brought this up with Dane in the past. Uh, I 
obviously, uh, anyone who knows me, hello, listeners, uh, if you don't know what I look like, uh, I, I, I look a bit like Frodo, who, who's aged, I've aged, I'm badly aged Frodo Baggins, um, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm a white man, right? That's, that's, that's still very much the, the who I am, and um, I, uh, as would be obvious to anyone listening to the show, um, have a massive desire to support uh, black issues, part of what I do with Dane on this show and what we do on the, the, the social media, it matters to me. I'm not always completely sure why, but it does, you know, not that I always need to dig into it. But I am a Jew. I am a Jew. I am not... <laughs> I think maybe that's partly why I am uh, permitted to talk about it in a slightly different way. So my question to you guys is this, is what role can the Jewish population play in the global understanding of the Black Lives Matter movement? Because the Jewish population has a particular role to play in uh, the global, global, global scheme of things. Uh, I, this is so interesting uh, to me as a question because I think that there is a responsibility for all of us and we, throughout the years and throughout the decades and centuries, we've been taught particular things about each other as communities and you just take it as rote, like, yeah, they're this way and, you know, these people are this way. I think that there's a major unlearning that needs to be done and a re-education that needs to be done on an interpersonal basis where we actually understand each other's complex histories because what I find happens is that when we want to talk about things like Black Lives Matter um, you'll get people who aren't Jewish, who aren't black coming in and going, oh, but the Jews suffered. The Jews suffered. What You know, don't don't talk now. The Jews suffered. And then it's almost trying to force you into a corner of then comparing, you know, the atrocities that both communities have been through and comparing histories. And that is a derailment tactic. And that is a deflection from the greater issue, which is white supremacist ideology. And that is where we should all be directing our energy towards, like dismantling that, because it doesn't serve any of us. And at some point in history, we've all been batted up by this very same ideology so really it's not about looking at oh well you know um we're all the same because we've know that the, the the struggles of the atrocities are horrendous and they bear different strains of something that we need to really really interrogate further so that we can better support each other rather than trying to I think that sometimes as humans, what we want to do is go, well, we're all the same. We're all the same. Well, yeah, we can it, be different. It's almost yeah. like it's a um, finite resource, right? There's a hundred percent of pain, suffering and oppression that the yes. human race can use. And, and so once someone says that we have some, the other people who may have experienced it say, well, hang on, don't take away from our percentage of this uh, thing. It, yes. and obviously, it isn't a percentage. There is <laughs> horrible sentiment. There is more than enough to go around. <laughs> that's a terrible Trouble sentence. Trouble is abundant. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's what's kind of incredible. Yeah, that's that. So, I mean, I don't really know what to say. I don't really know what to say after that as well. I just don't see how anybody could ever, ever call you a raging anti-Semite. But I, the thing is, you if you had listened to that clip, that's fine. That you can run them, you can run them lyrics. That's not that's not my issue. But the fact is, once it was brought to my attention in 2017, soon after it came out, even you know amidst everything else, I took it down because I instantly was just like that. I was not you know responsible. I was not responsible. I was not clear. Let me pull that the fuck down now. 
and so that that was it right so i and then i went away because i'm not going to start come and start performing to you and be like oh i'm so sorry oh gosh no i just went away and started doing my fucking work and i shut my mouth no. that was it and my thing is that if, even when you did uh kind of talk about it initially you're talking about it in references to how things affect the black community you never get out of your seat and start talking about things that don't affect your own community we only we keep it very very black on this podcast yeah and it stays very very black so if we're talking about any other community we're talking about it in references to maybe if it's similar to our community in terms of the struggles they face or how that community still manages to affect us to as, this day as, to this day as a community as well we're going to talk about that and but, we're not going to be we're not going to be silenced but what we are going to do is that we are going to take note we are going to learn mm. do you get what i mean just like you said that you've done you know what i feel like at the time that you even deleted it it wasn't even like at the hottest it wasn't even no it was causing all, all the most trouble do you get what i mean no. so when when this article came out i think a lot of people were confused like oh what was said because yeah you'd already quickly learned and you were taking it down do you get what I mean? And the- so what? But so why? Who who is above learning? Who? But it's interesting that some people can make statements that are glaringly racist, that are glaringly horrible, right? Um, and go on to still, I don't know, host The Apprentice. I don't know. Like people can do that, and people separate them from their racist comments. They are not racist. They made a racist comment, or maybe that they said that they were going to go out in the street and find any black person to kill in Ireland. Like, they're not racist, right? They just made a racist comment. It was just a stream of consciousness, right? They should get a medal for being so honest. So where's my medal? Right. Where's my medal? And even even with that, it also ties in with this trend of, like, humbling black women. Yeah. Like, because, I mean, let's let's be honest. You know, there's a reason why people, like, people want this to be relevant. There's a reason why people want it to stick because you speak so much truth. Right. You speak so much truth. So when then one time they hear, like, oh, Kelechi misspoke, Kelechi said this, or she might have inferred this, or she might have implied this. It's like they're going crazy. Yeah. Like, oh my God, yes. We got her. Today is we, the got day. her we got her. We got and her. And then you've got, you got stupid, stupid, ugly, ugly <laughs> black men saying things like, oh, um, yeah, it's the same, the same, the same thing that they put out is what they're. they're what, what was, what was the, do you remember what I said to you? The tweet was something like, um, the same thing that you do to people is what's happening yeah, to you. I don't yeah. know. What I'm just like, what is, the, that? what accountability. is that? Accountability. You're right. Yes. Yes. Accountability. You fucking dickhead. You stupid, ashy motherfucker. Yes. That's exactly what's happening. So disappointed. Oh, well, we shouldn't community. put people like her on a pedestal because this is what happens because it makes her think she's invincible and, you know, and she's even more obnoxious. You only find me obnoxious because you get no play in your scene, baby. Yes. Yeah. Focus yes. on that. Yeah. You're that are... large forehead. Focus on that. The, the, the forehead isn't even large. It's enormous. <laughs> And my thing is that, like, it, it always there's always a trend. It's really, really ugly men. Yeah. Very, very, uh, like, violently ugly men. And also, people want to talk, but people also forget that when they were in their own shit, even shit worse than any yes. of this that you want to pull now, the whole community came and helped you. I can't yeah. remember what it was about because you were going to some, what was he in Oxford or Cambridge? I don't even give a damn. But, but I'm the same person that came and spoke out for you, but you are in, you are hell bent on, on trying to use um, all of the uh, vocabulary that you learned to make people think that this is just valid critique when actually you're just hateful and you're harassing people. Yes. And people have, uh, you, people have blocked you and you've actually said to yourself in public that, oh, well, I went and pre their Instagram. So b- forget the fact 
of your sexuality. You, as a cisgendered man, have said that a woman asserted a boundary and you violated that boundary because you wanted to know what they were up to. That is violent. Right. And when you lot are ha- ready to have a conversation, rather than focus on people you hate, when you're ready to have that conversation about how people wield their identities to do whatever the fuck they like, have that conversation before you ever come and speak on my name, okay? But even back to this subject of um, 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 harsh highlighter, because... Um, <laughs> We, 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 we all um, almost went on tangent. <laughs> so all of these things are readily available is my point, right? All of these things are readily available if you care to find them, but you do not care to find them because you want to focus on a specific narrative because actually what you want to do is that you want to undermine my status and what I speak about within the community. That is what you want to do. Oh, she can't be truly about the course because blah, blah, blah. But I've been doing the work. So I've now pointed out these things to her obviously i wasn't playing her clips but i directed her to all of these resources to show her that i've been out here doing it but when you're speaking to me like now kelechi kelechi are you listening to me kelechi right you said that you care about the community is that right i locked off I locked off because I would have been of no use to anybody mm-hmm. in that interview because now I'm going to bad up everybody mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's not what you want. It's going to turn into bloodshed hour. It's going to turn into fire in the booth. You don't want that. So let me just come off and stop talking. And so I locked off. And so I would also like to point out then that I locked off. None of the producers called to care uh, to check on me because you as an organization have a duty of care to the people that are going to be on your shows, that are on your shows, any of that. But you did not do that. My taxpayer money, you did not use it to check on me. Wow. Wow. But the most violent thing that you did as an organization is that you let this woman go out and put out this um, this this little iOS press release that she put out on her page and said, guys, this is the explanation. So I'm going to read you what um she decided to put out with with that violently harsh highlighter, <laughs> um, them highlights. Um, just before I went on air this morning to present a special program about Me Too pegged to the anniversary of Harvey Weinstein's court case, it came to my attention that one of our guests, Kelechi Okafor, I really think it's anti-black the way that my name is underlined in red, um, had made alleged anti-Semitic remarks. I was also sent a press report of the transcript of what she had said on her podcast supporting Reggie Yates' comments about Jewish male managers and prophets. As Weinstein is also Jewish and was referenced as part of this same podcast, I was discussing with my producers. She says discussing. discussing. So that's where your first lie, your first <laughs> lie, you. your first lie started there. You were not discussing. You were not discussing. You were ranting. You were not discussing. Um, I was discussing with my producers, the role of this guest in light of her allegedly anti-Semitic comments. Kelechi overheard that chat on our open Zoom link. Again, I want you to notice the positioning of the statement that I overheard as if I was listening in and I wasn't meant to. (laughs) I was the one that's in the wrong, yeah? Look at how language works. Mm -hmm. Kelechi overheard because I obviously was inappropriately present and it's my fault for hearing her talk shit. For opening your ears. Right. Kalechi overheard that chat on our open Zoom link and with two minutes to airtime, I then directly talked to Kalechi about the allegations, standing by my queries and said she could put her responses across in the programme. So that is where you're mad and your entire family is mad. So you've just said with two minutes to airtime, I should now calm myself down enough to come on the programme and talk. It's not about my... My anti-Semitism, allegedly, has nothing to do with our Harvey Weinstein being a fucking sexual predator 
So why should I wait to, uh, for us to go on air and start talking about it? What justice does that do to the women who have been violated for me to make the thing about me? You're happy to make things about you. I'm not. So it made sense for me to step down and to just say, I'm not doing this with you because you're violent. You're a violent white woman. You're violent. And it, she then goes on to say, she denied the allegations and hug up. Again, you did not tell the story because I pointed out to you every instance that you were inaccurate in what you were saying about me. She so the allegation. How can I deny the allegation that I was removed from top of the pops? There was no allegation <laughs> out against me about being removed from top of the pops. I wasn't on top of the, the pops. pops. Fuck's sake. So, um, because you would have gone on air with two minutes to airtime, you would have gone on air and asked me about, so um, you were removed from top of the pops. How do you feel about that? And then I would have disgraced yes. you on air and said, oh, sorry, um, I'm not a black man. You twat. And she needs to understand that, that it's sentiments like that that contributed to her feeling that way. Like, oh, she got removed off top of the pops. She didn't. So how angry are you now? <laughs> she didn't. She was never on top of the pops. There was nothing that happened that she was removed from. I stand by my questions to my team and to Kalechi, and I would have happily hosted her on the programme. No, you, you would not have happened. You, oh, happily. God. Happily. Do you know what happily means? I don't think you've experienced happiness in your life. At, <laughs> I don't think you've experienced happiness in your life looking at she your said, family's background. She said, why the background. fuck is Kalechi here? Is That's that happy? happy. You make me happy. Um... I believe people can always answer for themselves, but equally, it is my duty to ask people what qualifies them as a leading voice in a space. And that baby girl is where you showed your misogynoir. Mm. Wow. What qualifies me to be a leading voice in a space? First and foremost, first and foremost, you had that scarecrow hair. First and foremost, I never positioned myself as a leading voice in any space. I just spoke my truth and people came to me because my truth resonated with them. That is how I found myself here. If God has said yay, there is no motherfucker that can say nay. Amen. Okay? And what right. quali we're talking about qualification. What qualifies her? And that is where we're going to go into. Qualifies what qualifies you? To be part of it. What qualifies you, Emma Rasclark Barnett? What qualifies you to be the person that can speak on the Me Too movement when I now know what your father was up to? Hmm? Talk to me, darling. <sighs> Talk to me. Make it loud now. I want your explanation to be as loud as your disrespect was of me. I want your explanation to be as loud as the misrepresentation of me that you put out, that your organisation allowed you to put out. Meanwhile, <sighs> the same organisation, Jimmy Savile, Tim Westwood. Huh? Why is it quiet? Is this thing on? <laughs> is this camera on? Is this thing on? Because I need that energy, baby. I need that energy. I need that energy. Come and speak now. Come and speak now. Oh. We'll give her a chance to come on the podcast. Right. That's what we'll I, do. You know, Emma? Emma, 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 Emma. <laughs> this is your invitation. I'm giving you a right to reply. You can come on my show and we can address this together. Let's, let's break it down. Let's talk about your family's history. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. What I'm, qualifies I'm, you? Well, what qualifies you? What qualifies you? you? What qualifies you? You wanted me to open up the Harvey Weinstein <laughs> and, and, we, um, and this, this discussion about me too. You wanted to open it up talking about me and my alleged anti-Semitic views. But why didn't we open up the show and, and with you disclosing to the audience that, hey guys, my dad had a string of brothels in Manchester and one Lithuanian girl was trafficked there and she luckily managed to escape, right? And my dad went to prison 
for having an empire that was built on the violation of women. Why don't we talk about, why don't you open up the show with that? If we're talking about transparency, if we're talking about questioning people's right to be in a space to talk about things, why didn't you open up with that? Because I'm happy for you to try to show the world my asshole, but you need to understand that for you to show the world my asshole, for you to be able to inspect my asshole, you first must lean forward and then your own asshole is exposed. Wow, this is a lot of talk about asshole. <laughs> pause. <laughs> you, really, you really pause. Enjoyed, you really enjoyed that one. <laughs> pause. Pause, please. Pause. Um, <laughs> Any guest is entitled to make their own decisions about whether to appear on a program, but in the interest of fairness, I feel it's important to add some detail to the accounts that are currently circulating in the press and social media. So if you felt that that was in the interest of everybody to to add fairness, why didn't you say all of the things about yourself? Why didn't you? Don't fair. worry, because when you do clownery, the clown does come back to bite. Mm. And I'm going to help you talk about the things that you did not talk about on that Me Too show. I'm going to do mm. it for you today. And this episode is over two hours already. The fuck? Wow. Mm -hmm. But I will talk about it today because today, today is the day that we draw the line under all of this fucking bullshit. And I don't want to hear a fucking thing again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's no organization that you can work for that will ever be able to handle me in this life. God has fashioned me so no human can break me you need to understand that right so let's continue so woman's hour is a wonderful platform known for its robust journalism and asking all the questions that need asking i'm greatly enjoying my first week Ooh, your second week is about to get hot it's getting hot in here oh, uh, so take off all your clothes i am getting so hot my daddy's ruining my career <laughs> You thought, fuck it. Hey, fuck it. I'm not even going to rhyme. <laughs> Don't even <laughs> Fuck them syllables. <laughs> fuck fuck them syllables. All right. So I've said um, what I'm going to say on that. For, um, and I'm just going to take us to a letter that we received in the midst of all of this happening. And I want to say also, before I even go into the letter, big up all of you, man. Big up all of you lot. My baby girls, my baby boys, my baby non-binaries. You actual, actual spiritual warriors. You went out there. You were in them comments. You were fighting heavy. You were you were asking the questions that needed to be asked, Didn't right? Feel. You were doing what you needed to do. But what I do not want is for you to go and um, to speak up for me when you... Um, and, and I could possibly embarrass you. I would never want that for you, which is why I'm making sure that every receipt has been brought to light. So when this episode comes out, I want you to mark the timestamp and go and drop this link everywhere. Drop this link everywhere because I want for as to be, for it to be as widespread. Spread the truth as widely as you are going to spread those incomplete inaccuracies. That's what I want, okay? Ooh. Let's do that. And again, I say... All of you journalists that were in my DMs, that were emailing me, that were emailing my agent saying, oh, we just want a comment from Kelechi. We need a comment from Kelechi. If your father born you well, listen to this episode and not go and correct what you put out there. If your father, if in fact you're not a bastard, go and correct what you wrote. You must correct what you wrote because I want everything to be holistic. Tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So this is the letter we received. Dearest Kelechi in the place to be, book, book. I want to start by saying that I stand in solidarity with you after the fuckery that has gone on this week. I'm sure that it will be discussed on the podcast and I just want to draw your attention to what I feel is one of the wildest parts of the whole shit show. In her extremely transparent notes press release, she states... As Weinstein is also Jewish and was um, referenced as part of the same podcast 
I was discussing with my producers, the role of the guest in light of her allegedly anti-Semitic remarks. It is my duty to ask people what qualifies them as a leading voice in a space and about any previous issues which may influence their views. Aside from being violently disingenuous in the context of the scenario that played out, her attempt to position her behaviour towards you as being in line with journalistic integrity is, to put it bluntly, completely fucking insane. Emma Barnett is the child of two Orthodox Jewish parents. It takes about two clicks to establish that she is the daughter of Ian Barnett, who the Manchester Evening News describe as a vile and immoral man who made £6.2 million pounds from a string of brothels and... Um, Se alleged sex trafficking right he was that he didn't sex traffic apparently but he was convicted for the brothels not the sex trafficking mm -hmm. somebody a, a group of other people albanians were convicted of the sex trafficking i just wanted to clarify that mm -hmm. um while Emma is not at fault for her parents' wrongdoing, it is deeply troubling that her own background should not be afforded the same degree of scrutiny as yours. After all, she is the host of a show which claims to be a safe space for women. So what exactly qualifies her to be a leading voice in this space? Barnett's own version of events, which were published in the Daily Mail when she took a job at Five Live, um, skim over the fact she frames herself as the real victim while pushing the women exploited by her father out of the narrative altogether if you were doing a very generous read you might dismiss this wayward framing of events as a traumatized daughter attempting to rationalize what happened however there is one aspect of the court case that is rarely referenced quoted in the manchester evening news report on the court case police found emails between mr barnett and his daughter emma talking about his whores quote unquote Something which Emma clearly didn't feel the need to explain when taking the job on Woman's Hour and proceeding to a chair to chair a conversation about abuse and exploitation of women. So much for integrity and transparency. Emma's Bar Emma Barnett's family wealth was generated by the exploitation of vulnerable women. It funded her private education and and as her father was only asked to pay four thousand of the six point two million back, she will undoubtedly inherit a significant chunk of this fortune. I think making this link between her dad and her career would be a reach if it wasn't for the fact that she built this career upon the judgment of others. Mm. Upon her appointment to Woman's Hour, there was some speculation over whether or not she could she would recuse herself from running items on exploitation, sex work or sex trafficking. The answer is evidently no. Although I was not privy to the exact language or tone she used when addressing her concerns with you, although I want to stress that I absolutely believe your account of events, what is clear for everyone to observe is the violence of a hyper-privileged white woman positioning herself as a leading voice in a space discussing the sexual exploitation of women with no mention of the previous issues that may have influenced her views. In a dark and ironic sense, the aftermath of the episode afforded her all the things which are never afforded to the victims of abuse a platform to defend herself being believed without question immediate protection from the organization with, which employs her and a peace of mind that she will never be held accountable these are and there are of course a multitude of power dynamics at play in this situation and a healthy dashing of incompetence and unprofessionalism which i'm sure you will explain with vim it deserves i'm truly sorry that you had to go through this and thank you for consistently calling out fuckery when you see it Oh, there's way some of you guys can write. Oh my God, what did I go to school for? <laughs> oh, and the investigative skills that you've demonstrated. You lot must be investigative journalists oh. because let me tell you, the number of people who sent me links <laughs> while she put out this um iOS press release, um I iOS press release, 
people were sending me um, links to this story and I chose to not address it online then Fine, because was I was just like, I'm going to address it in a manner where I can talk about it as robustly as possible because I don't want to put out something on social media where I have to minimize it and therefore end up again causing harm because everyone knows when it comes to me, I support sex workers and I support the safety of sex workers. Right. And they, they from what I understand, they weren't safe. And some of them were being trafficked in sex, that sex trafficked into this situation. That's not okay. That's not right as far as I'm concerned. And I want to draw your attention to something as well. So, um, her, I, I'm not even, you, you, there's a piece that she wrote that's called the sins of the father or whatever, not the sins of the child, but you forget to miss, you miss out your mother in that because some of the p- pictures of these girls were taken in your family home. Yep, your mum was complicit. And so so regardless of what you say, you, you, your whole family was complicit, but whatever. And then they say that there's emails, not one email, emails between you and your father when you reference his horse, so you were aware. Right. But you wrote this piece before you started at BBC Five Live. You wrote this piece like, oh, well, you know, um, I, I, you know, I was very angry with my father and, and it was all just a shock to me. It's almost as if you act like you just didn't know and it was your world f- fell apart. But what I find really, really interesting is that your publicity team must have thought that they did a great great oh, work did. beautiful they gowns thought. beautiful gowns what they didn't foresee was that you were going to cross somebody like me and i was going to tear your singlet digitally they, you've wrote this piece right and you've talked about the sins of the father and not the sins of the child rare 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 and that your dad went to prison and you framed the whole story as you having to visit your dad in prison and how terrible that was for you and you realized you know the lives of people who have family in prison and you know all of these things that happen you even mentioned in your piece that um, you then started reporting and you wanted to cover stories about whether people's um, past should remain on, um, you know, digitally um, accessible for people and all of that. And I just find that very, very, very interesting because you want to bring up what I... Yeah, here it is. My first documentary for BBC Radio 4 explored whether we had a right to be forgotten after a new piece of EU legislation tried to tackle the issue of news living forever or remaining available in the digital age. Meeting individuals with terrible stories either about them or their families, I listened intently to their pain about their inability to move on, never sharing my own anguish, but asking all the right questions. Oh, you bleeding heart. Oh, that's lovely. Why didn't you share your short story? You should have shared your story with them, right? And then you go on to talk about um, families of um, that the people who are affected most when people go to prison are the children of prisoners. And I wholeheartedly agree with you as somebody who has talked numerous times about the failings of the prison system that we have in this country and the way that it disproportionately affects the working class. Because you refer to your dad's crimes here as just a white collar crime. That's literally what you wrote as if you're you're ranking the crimes and that your dad, as far as you knew, was a businessman and your mum was just a housewife. Tell the truth, baby girl. In 2021, tell the truth. Yeah, but you've written all of this and I'm reading what you have written. I'm not trying to cause you any drama. I'm literally reading what you have written and in the light of all the other articles that have been written. In fact, there are articles that are written on the BBC News website that you work at that talk about what your dad did. So I'm not making anything up. I'm just literally telling you what I have read, right? So you position this as the real victims of all of this are the children of prisoners. And while children of prisoners are definitely the victims of a society that refuses to address that prison systems are not rehabilitative, they are punitive in function, 
until they address that we're going to have this issue but that those aren't the people that suffered in this case because what you're trying to do to us in our psyche is position yourself as the real victim the real victim of this is that lithuanian woman that was trafficked over. She thought she was coming over here to be a cleaner and she was thrown into this situation and she had to um, get um, the help of um, Russian speaking Polish people that were passing by or something to alert them. And they were the ones that um, um, helped to get her out of that situation. That is what happened, right? Is she not the true victim in this situation? Is she not who we should be focusing on? And, and people like her, women like her, who come from communities that they are marginalized already. So when they are violated, when they are killed, in fact, their stories are never heard. Are those not the people that we should be focusing on? At the end of your article, you say if people want to help that you're donating. No, you say that you're donating the money that you would have gotten for writing that piece um, uh, you know, which is just a PR piece for yourself, basically. You're going to donate that money to a charity that helps um children of prisoners. Donate all the money your dad gave you. No, but you're donating it to the children of prisoners. What about charities that help people who have been sex trafficked, or mm -hmm. charities that are and organisations that are working to stop sex trafficking? Because you take the focus away from that, the the absolute um abhorrent nature of that, and you reposition yourself as the victim, even when you say, oh, but, you know, even though I'm not a child, in the, uh, I wasn't a child when this happened, you know, it still affected me, it still blew my world apart. It's not about you, yeah? What about the people that were, that were trafficked in that situation? What kind of atrocities did these women see who worked, um, worked, quote unquote, in these brothels? What about their humanity? Why do they not matter? So I'm bringing that back to the fact that you thought that you could ever speak on me and say that I have questions to answer and you wanted to open the show with it. Why didn't you open the show with your own yash? Why didn't you open the show with the things that you have quote unquote been sending emails about, you know, about the whores? Yeah. Why didn't you open with that? Because we're talking literally about me too and how women are violated by their employers, by men in society in general. Why was that not immediately, um, something that you would reference, but you think that the, uh, the link that you're trying to make between Harvey Weinstein being Jewish and me making these quote-unquote um, anti-Semitic re re remarks, that was more immediately pressing than what you and your family are complicit in. If you're bad, whatever money that's still left around from what your family has done, I believe, as Sadiqa said, that you should donate that money donate it to the children of prisoners if, if that's if, to these charities that help them and also you should donate that money to organizations who are working to make this world safer for women yeah women who don't have privileged lifestyles that you have yeah women who are being sex trafficked with women who are you know who end up um you know experiencing drug addiction um, ex end up experiencing um, um homelessness you know all of these things and and all the things that they are violated um, the myriad of ways that they are violated, go and donate your money to those organizations. I don't want you to smell a penny of it because the karmic energy that is surrounding you and your family right now from what they have done and what you try to do to me, you, huh, I tell you, it will continue to live out through your bloodline unless you rectify it now. Rectify it either with an apology. If you can't bring yourself to do that because your ego is too big to apologize to me, that is fine. But you will definitely need to rectify it by not spending pim 
of that money and making sure it goes towards bettering the lives and protecting the lives of women who are vulnerable and could be sex trafficked or have been sex trafficked. That is what I want to see. Yes. Okay? Okay? That is what I want to see. And I won't say anything else on the matter, but all I will say is that when you try me, you try God. Well, yeah, whenever you're you're happy to come on, Emma, we'll, we'll love to have you on. <laughs> Because we, we, we know it's important for everyone to, to say their side of the story. So we'd love to hear, you know, what your side of the story is and why you're a racist, <laughs> uh, why you're a twat. And, um, yeah, we just like to know a little bit about that. Do you know what I mean? Just to kind of give you that opportunity to speak for yourself, just like you were going to give to my sister, wasn't she? Yeah, she, she was going to give me the she opportunity. Wanted, she wanted to give me to, um, opportunity, two minutes to go in two on minutes, air, yeah. give me and the opportunity can, to, to speak on this, but you, you don't want to speak... On that you, you But you don't want to speak on you. And Ian said you had Lionel Shriver on there talking about, oh, the Me Too movement has weakened women's positions in society. Um, and, you know, it's made men feel nervous about, you know, what they can and can't do. Just don't rape. What a disgrace. Don't, don't what rape. <laughs> In other news, anyways, I feel like the BBC is going down the hill. I, re- I lost respect for the BBC when, you know, when they were saying nigger on, on yeah. TV and they were def- they defended yeah. their stance. I yeah. was like, nah, the BBC. And I think the only time I even returned was to watch Small Acts. And that's another thing. I hate that some of the really good shows that's are being sold them. to the BBC. It's just, oh, fuck, how, how do we do it? How, but, do, how do we do it? But I'm, I'm welcoming our, um, arguments and, and thoughts about divesting um, from such an organisation where you are happy. Because I know how the team works. And I know that the legal team would have had to see what you were going to post before you posted it. And they let you post that about me, knowing that that incomplete statement, would what that would do to me and that what that would do to my reputation potentially right they let you do that to me and and but i should still keep paying tv license to be abused (laughs) in such a way and we need to ask ourselves yeah why is it that black women are only ever guests on these mainstream shows unless it's urban unless it's music yeah why are we only ever guests on these mainstream high um listenership shows but we're never the hosts hand over the mic girl I've just showed you, I've just given you a masterclass really on how you host with charisma and how you host with pizzazz, how you host with zhuzh, yeah? So if you want to, I I mean, I could teach you, but I I don't know how it would stick. But either way, you have more pressing priorities I want you to get that highlight looked at. That is the the, the main thing. But um, other than that, what I'm saying is that you and your organization were extremely violent towards me. You were happy to put out something that was an incomplete statement because you knew that people would jump on that and they would use that as a reason to justify. You were basically using that to justify the violence of what I experienced and the, and justify um, d- withholding an apology from me. So that's fine. But I just know that now I've talked about it and I've talked about it at length. And I just want to take this time again to say, like unreservedly I apologize to anybody that has to now listen to that clip again and um, without me being able to explain and add context or whatever I just apologize and that's why I pulled it all the way in 2017 I'm not trying to perpetuate harmful narratives about any community and I just um as you see from all of these episodes that I have I am committed to be less of a dickhead like I'm a dickhead in recovery I'm committed to being wholeheartedly less of a dickhead and I, every step of the way I've shared all the things that I'm um, dis- uh, discovering about myself and I'm discovering about society. And that is actually what makes me qualified to be a leading voice in the space because I'm willing to speak out even if it means that my voice trembles. You understand? You see me there? Suck your mother. Period. That's on that. <sighs> that was a hell of an episode. Wow. Hope you guys enjoy. <laughs>
<laughs> you know they're gonna run to it. They're gonna try and find the timestamps. Like, Ooh. no, we'll give you the timestamps. You can listen, but I felt like I needed to do this and draw a line under yeah, it. Yeah, just get it out because it can be quite stressful when people are just chatting shit about people about things they don't know about. At least if you're gonna chat shit, chat shit about the facts. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Chat but, shit about the facts, but they didn't want to chat shit about the facts. Nobody likes to hear about the facts. They just want the entertainment. They wanna they wanna see people crumble. They wanna see people get humbled. You will you will die before anybody gets humbled over <laughs> on this side. <laughs> Let me tell you that. Let me tell you that. And that's free. If we are the hill that you want to die on, guess what's gonna happen? <laughs> you will you die. Gonna die. <laughs> you gonna die. <laughs> You go die. Honestly, don't use 2021 trying to channel energy towards anyone that you want to see their downfall. You would not. No, it's not possible in this lifetime. It wasn't written. It wasn't written in the book of life that anybody would see that for me. It's not possible. And so every time that you like, tears come from your eyes as you guys guffaw and your gossip rooms that you create in the name of um, critically, you know, talking about people and critiquing that criti- them. Critiquing people that you hate. Yes. And let me, this is for even for people listening. If I block you, if I tell you that I don't like you, if I tell you that I hate you, don't you ever critique me. Never. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not even... That part is not even funny because let me tell you this now. If I block you on a space, that means I never want you to address me. I never want you to talk about me. It is obsessive. I'm telling you guys yeah, now. Yeah. It is obsessive to continue to talk about someone that has blocked you. And let me also leave you with this. When someone gets comes into your DMs and tells you to pull up, huh, pull up. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. When someone comes into your DMs and tells you that they that you should pull up, that they want to see you face to face, so you can have it out. Don't share anything to anybody. Pull up. Pull up. Pull up. And because defend every, yourself. Because everyone loves to kiki online. That doesn't mean that things that people um um do aren't above critique. I'm not saying that. I'm happy for that for for us to have that conversation. But it can't be critique when you're just all myopic in your hatred, you know? But that's for another day anyway. I said I wouldn't speak on that because I noticed through this situation who spoke up for me and who didn't. And again, I want to say big up all of your, all of you lot, all of you lot that came with energy. You know, you you did what needed to be done and may God bless you, may God bless you, may God bless you abundantly. And anything that I will continue to remain committed to making you lot proud. I will never, never let you sing my praises only for to give you a reason to have to swallow that praise. Amen. I will continue to bad up the people then because in this Babylon, nobody can chat to me. Amen. Okay. Slash period. 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 But you keep lying. You keep, the thing is this w- way that some of you are moving, um, that you keep showing up in spaces. Like, and the, the ones I find really interesting are the ones I said that we're done, but I just wanted to say this, that you know, specific people who you continue to follow me, you engage with my work, you'll be liking, you'll be retweeting, you'll be doing that, knowing that your besties hate my guts. And whenever I see, it looks like, oh, oh, is this her downfall? Oh, is this the moment? You're there. Damn, you're, you're, there. you're there. Ready to witness. And I promise you, that fence that you're sitting on will impale you. <laughs> it will impale you. Oh, that you. one is serious. Oh, God, oh, you'll never one. see good in your life. You will never see good in this life as long as you are committed to trying to find the bad in mind. You will never... You will never, and if you, as you, long as you continue to associate yourself with people who mean my downfall, who keep trying to set pits for me that they hope that I'll fall in, it's all of you that will fall in it together and you'll be forgotten. You'll be forgotten in the record book of life. Let me tell you that from now. Keep playing with me and God's going to play with you. That's on that. So if you're new to this podcast, this might feel very intense, very much a lot. Go and start from episode one because as we know, episode zero is gone. Yes, rightly so. Right.
So that's it. On a serious note, thank you. Thank you for um, for just allowing me to to speak my truth and to continue to, you know, just grow. You know, that's all I want for us all, for us to grow and to get to a space where we are shining at our most divine. I'm de determined in this life to leave better than I arrived. I arrived at Bad B anyway, but, you know, I'll go out glowing. I'll go out <laughs> shining like a, like a baby girl. But yeah, that's that. Do you have any closing points? Just thank y'all. I'm back. We'll go get into this. We'll get into some few things. You guys should tweet us. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sadiko JN. Yeah, and you can find me on at Collection of Cough or at Say Your Mind Pod. So that's that, I guess. This has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, Emma Barnett. Suck okay. your mum. <laughs> 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 oh, anyway, catch you Bye, on the flip guys. side. Peace. <laughs> It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind